0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, 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 you know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman.
1: World Wide Sports Radio presents... The, 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 the Home Stretch. Alright, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends.
2: Ho. 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 Hello. Welcome to The Home Stretch. I'm your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my Holly and Jolly producer hey. over there, uh, The Grinch. Um, nice. Kidding, uh, speedy
3: Petey. Hey, don't hate on The Grinch. I didn't hate on The Grinch. The Grinch, the Grinch is one of the most likable Christmas characters.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, the Grinch isn't here yet, but um, no, I'm just kidding. No, The Grinch is great. <laughs> yeah, no, The Grinch is fine. So uh, I'm a little ticked off, and that's what we're going to start with, but neither here nor there. Um How are you doing over there, Speedy?
3: All right. Just waiting for this holiday season. It's come right upon us.
2: It has. It has. Now, you're leaving tonight or you're leaving tomorrow? I'm leaving tomorrow morning. He's leaving tomorrow morning. And where are you going? All my brothers
3: will be back. I'll be going to my house. And then my grandparents on both sides of the family, they're going to be coming up sometime next week. But all my brothers are coming back, I think.
2: Well, they're all coming here. No, no,
3: no. No, to my house in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah, so one's already there. I think the other one's coming back tonight. He goes to school in Boston. So he's coming back
2: tonight, I believe, and I'm going there. He tomorrow. probably has a shorter travel than you. Uh no. You don't think so? No. What, are you taking the ferry? Yeah. Oh then no, never mind. Yeah. He
3: has a I think he usually does a he does a bus to New Haven and then gets on a train or something like that mm. when he mm-hmm. when he goes back, which generally takes four or five hours between the the two, like transferring
2: and stuff like that. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a very long time. Uh so we got a lot to get to. Uh this is the go home edition of the home stretch before Christmas. So uh obviously I hope everyone that watches this show has a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season along with a happy new year. Rumor is I'll be here Thursday and Friday. I doubt it. But <laughs> you know, whatever. Um I guess the facts will fall where they may, mm. but um, let, let, let's let just get into what we got going on today, so I might do the playhouse for hockey, I don't really know, probably not, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll finish Speedy's favorite segment, trade him now, yes, Um, got half of the American League and all of the National League to get done, so that's going to be interesting. We've got picks, and uh, we have the NFL team, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot to get to, and oh, you know, he uh, he doesn't do anything, blah, 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 all right, well, guess what, piss off, anyway, (laughs) so we're going to start with something, oh my God, what a game. Obviously, we're going to start with around the world in sports in about two seconds, but before that, we're going to start with the evolution of sports because it amazes me how everything changes, but nothing changes at the same time. So let that sink in for a second and just ask yourself this question. Are you really, truly unbiased? Ask yourself that now. I'll give you like two to three minutes to figure it out, and then I'll ask it again. Ready, set, go. Around the world in sports starts now, why this network has a bunch of shows on it that don't tell you the day in sports. <laughs> I have no flipping clue. Uh, let's go. Oh, there's college football and basketball.
3: Oh, bowl season.
2: Yes. Oh, I, th- I thought
3: those were all later
2: tonight. No, one game's actually over already. Oh, wow. Uh, we'll start with college basketball.
3: Yeah, well, I need to find the college football music. No, anyway. it's fine.
2: Um, so Penn State is now ranked 23rd in the nation. yep. They uh, beat the crap out of. Uh I have no idea what this country, is. country, the country is. It. Central Connecticut. Hey. <laughs> yeah, Central Connecticut State University. They're 0 12. Yep. Yeah. 8758 Penn yeah. State. A lot
3: of people in my school made fun of them. The one uh, state college, besides obviously UConn, that's D1,
2: is that's the only one. They're always just horrible. <laughs> I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of, I didn't know they existed. Here we go. The Bahamas Bowl was on earlier today. Uh, Buffalo took on Charlotte.
3: Yeah. 49ers. Is that what that is? Charlotte 49ers. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Buffalo uh, won this football game quite handsomely. 31-9. to uh, Jarrett Patterson, a running back for Buffalo, ran for 173 yards with two touchdowns. That's a good way to get yourself noticed going in the NFL draft. That's a pretty good stat right there. Right now, there is also a bowl game going on. Let's see if we can find the name of it for you. Uh, it's Kent State taking on Utah State. Kent State is currently up 17-10. I don't know. They don't. I, it.
3: I think it's. I want to say the first responders or something like that. It's. I don't think it's a company base name.
2: Yeah, try to find it. Oh, the Frisco Bowl game. Frisco. Huh? That's uh, the only one I've seen so far. So, Kent State is leading 17 10 at the Frisco Bowl game. Then we'll go to the NBA because everyone loves a good old NBA, right? So, we'll go there. Memphis is up 59-55 currently in the start of the third quarter, 59-55 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Indiana Pacers, I'm telling you, watch out for them. They're a good basketball team. Al Victor Depot, when he comes back, they're going to be very, very scary and deep. Watch out. They're up 68-57 over the Kings. Just be wary of that. The Boston Celtics are up 41-33 over the Detroit Pistons. With about seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Nine minutes to go in the second quarter of Washington and Toronto. Toronto's up 44-29. to uh, The Knicks and Heat have tipped off shortly a while ago. A short while ago, rather. I don't know what I just tried to say. Uh, the Heat are up 12-6 to over the Knicks. Uh, Luka Doncic is on the bench, but the Mavericks are taking on the 76ers, which should be a phenomenal game on ESPN. The Sixers are currently trailing 3-2. to The game literally just started about a minute ago. And uh, speaking of games just starting, the Suns and Oklahoma State Thunder. Uh, seven minutes ago in the first quarter. 15-12 Thunder over the Suns. In about an hour, the Timberwolves take on the Nuggets. The Orlando Magic will take on the Portland Trailblazers at 10. Yeah, 10.30. The Golden Stateless Warriors take on the New Orleans Pelicans and what is absolutely a phenomenal basketball game of the Wings. And then there's hockey. Uh, Let's start with the Tri-State, I guess. Uh, The New York Rangers are tied at three with the Toronto Maple Leafs as Gurgachev is in net against Frederick Anderson. Uh, They're both playing like garbage. I'm sorry, I take that back. Frederick Anderson's having a bad day, but Gurgachev's actually playing pretty well. Uh, Who scored for the Maple Leafs and Rangers, you may ask? I'll tell you. Pierre Engvall, William Nylander, and... Mitchell Marner, not a single point from your boy, uh, John Tavares, today so far, which <laughs> is good. Uh, they have scored for the Maple Leafs and for the Rangers. Brady Shea, Ryan Strom, and Pavel Bucinevich have put the puck in the net for the Rangers as they're being outshot 17-10, to 10, as usual. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils are also in action against the Washington Capitals. Kyle Palmieri and... Blake Coleman have scored for the Devils. And for the Capitals, stop me if you heard these names before. Alexander Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom have scored for the Capitals as that game's tied to two. And, of course, here we go. Here's the blowout. The Florida Panthers are up 6-1 over the Dallas Stars. The lone goal for the Stars is Dennis Jurnoff, Johnny Hubbs, Anton Strawman, Vincent Trocek, Colton Scavier, Noel Akari has scored twice. Those are the six goals for the Panthers. They're up six to one. And later today, about actually 40 minutes, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, because he's just as good as Connor McDavid right now. Take on the Pittsburgh Penguins and Again Malkin and Matt Flurry. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is around the world in sports. Brought to you by 150 Motor Parkway. HOP! Hog, New York. Don't know the zip. Don't really care. I couldn't ask Santa Claus for it. I don't know where it is. Um, That's around the world in sports. And I go back to my original question. How many of you are biased? We all are. So if you answered no, you're a liar. To yourself and probably the person sitting next to you. Now, for those of you going, I'm not biased, I go by stats, stats don't lie. Here's the interesting thing about stats, ladies and gentlemen. Stats are made to help prove your bias. Woo! Earth-shattering news, I know. So, today, I was completely blindsided by this guy who commented on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, which is great. I I don't mind the comment. Trust me, I don't. Um, As the Ranger game is on, that's beautiful. It's about time we had a Ranger game on in the network. Bunch of Islander fans that work here, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But the guy goes in on how Aaron Boone is this, Aaron Boone is this, A.J. Hinch cheats and does this, and... Oh, it it's amazing. So I got and told AJ Hinch to cheat. No, 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 not that. Not, not that. I don't. I care less of AJ. AJ Hinch cheating is still better than Aaron Boone. But I
3: was but told. Aaron, but would Aaron Boone cheating be better than AJ Hinch without cheating? That's the real. It'd question. be close. <laughs> That's the real question. It'd be
2: close. It's closer than what it is right now. Um, but in all seriousness. Uh, This Aaron Boone thing has gone on too long. I'm sick of it. I I really am. I'm sick of everything being taken out of context on this network, and I'm sick and tired of everyone telling me, you need facts, you need facts, facts, facts. Here's a fact, okay? You watch the games and you see what goes on. Chances are there's no stat that says the manager's record is 158 or whatever the number is, but... You know, he really should be 55-102. and 102. There's no stat that says that. There's no stat that goes the manager saved the team 16 times this season. There, there is no war for managers. You know why? Baseball managers are basically receptionists. They, 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 uh, let's be honest here. Aaron Boone could be replaced by a monkey tomorrow, and the Yankees would win 98 games. It's not an insult to Aaron Boone. I'm not insulting Aaron Boone. The manager means jack shit now in Major League Baseball. It really doesn't mean anything. The game is so analytic driven right now, it's almost nauseating to watch. It really is. Now, here's the thing about basketball, right? So basketball coaches are probably, and it's funny, Aaron Marks actually brought this up yesterday, but I will tailbone off this too basketball I I don't know what he said I I don't watch anyone else he I said, don't watch football
3: and hockey the coaches matter the most and then yes. baseball and basketball they don't matter at all
2: Uh right I I would agree with that wholeheartedly Baseball's the least basketball's probably third the least hockey's second most and football's the scheme means everything so yeah. What I mean by this isn't that you know if you don't have Kevin Cash or if you're even going to debate me that Kevin Cash is as, not as good as Aaron Boone, don't call this show. I don't want to hear from you. I really could care less if you watch my show ever again because clearly you're insane. Um 877 909 9977 is the number to call. I just insulted half of you, so it's fine. But let, let's just be honest here. Everyone, no one really has Martin Maldonado goes back to the Astros, which completely hurts Garrett Cole. But... Um, I am not – the stats show that David Robertson is a better reliever than Zach Britton. The opinion of every Yankee fan was Zach Britton's more dominant than David Robertson. David Robertson has a lower ERA, more strikeouts. What, what else do you want from him? That's literally what you want from a relief pitcher. But everyone kept telling me Zach Britton's the guy because he had one great season. Okay, that's no, fine. No, he had more than one great season. He just had one near Cy Young season. Right. So that's that to me is great. Okay. And that's the reliever is insane. Yeah, yeah. Dave Robertson also had a Cy Young type season. Two thousand eleven. Look it up. So here's the thing that I I'm kind of curious about here. How come when facts don't agree with people, opinion is the way they go, but when opinion is what you're always debating about, you need a fact. It doesn't make any sense. Now, the reason I brought up bias was because every single person I debate here, not here, about anything, it's always bias. Should Trump have been impeached? You are always going to answer that with bias. I hate Trump. He should have been impeached. Why? He's an asshole. All right, well, why? There's no answer. There's no anything. You know what your bias is? You don't like him or you like him. That's it. I'm not telling you to go right, left, down the middle. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just telling you that everyone answers every question with bias. And this country does that more than anything I've ever seen in my life. Also, I'm sorry. I thought the phone was ringing. But I am not going to sit here and change how I talk about sports for anybody. Not anybody here. Not anybody at home. Not anything. I refuse to admit that I haven't held my own in a debate with or without a stat. I'll talk about opinions all day long, Jack. I don't really care. If that's not good enough, then so be it. I'll lose it. FYI...
3: in it, it, since Zach Britton started being a closer, he does a better number than David Robertson.
2: <laughs> but, okay, we've had this debate already. First of all, when Zach Britton became a closer, David Robertson was a closer for, I don't know, t- 2015 to 2000. And- 2014 and now. No, he's not. Or no, not a closer. No. But- yeah, exactly. See, he was a closer for like four years. Okay. And I'd say two of them were wasted I might in e- Chicago. I'm
3: not, I'm not even counting when saves. But Chicago though. was
2: as bad as the White Sox. The White Sox were as bad as the Orioles are now. Right, but I'm not even counting
3: saves. I'm talking about more just key overall stats, whip, ERA, stuff like that. Uh, he
2: has a lower whip in his career, too. And he has more innings pitched. So you're not going to tell me that Zach Britton pitches more innings. His numbers are going to go down. They're going to go up. Right. But right. So this was –
3: Those numbers are also rigged by them trying him as a a starter and him failing, too, though, in the first couple years of his career, too.
2: Dave Robertson had an ERA of five last year because he pitched six innings, and his rookie year, his ERA was five. So that probably cancels that out. No, there's three. Oh,
3: stop. There's three years for Britain in the beginning of his career.
2: How many innings does Zach Britton throw in those three years? Dave Robertson has more innings. Over 200. Those three years I combined?
3: 250, it looks like, yeah, because he was a starter. They were trying as a starter. Robertson had 30 in the third his rookie year. I don't,
2: I, I don't understand what you're saying. David Robertson has more innings pitched than Zach Britton.
3: Oh, I thought you meant in the years they struggled. Okay.
2: No. David Robertson has more yeah, innings. he's played longer. I know that. Okay, then. So why are we debating numbers if the numbers all favor David Robertson? Oh, by the way. Said,
3: I'm talking about in the time where Zach Britton got good and – Right, Starting at that time. Peak years. He's been
2: better. Peak years. (laughs) Sure. So his peak years are better than David Robertson's peak years. What was that? Bias. He thinks Britain's better. I'm going to bring up the stats to prove my point. Here's three years, and that's all I need. Now, that's fine. I, I don't mind him doing that. I don't mind when people do that at all. It entertains me. It really does. I'm not saying I'm always right. Oh really? <laughs> no, I mean listen, I my win loss is better than everyone else, so it's fine. You know, I took on a debate about Kobe LeBron that I ultimately lost and that, that that's a fact, but because you scored it that way, but uh do I still think I'd pick Kobe over LeBron? I'm not even gonna think about it. I absolutely would. It's just my opinion. Now there are certain opinions, like saying Dak Prescott's better than Tom Brady or Zeke and Barry Sanders, or baseball <laughs> defense doesn't matter, or um, that Todd Helton is a worse player than Andrew Jones. I listen, yeah, that's Gary Sheffield Jr. for you. Gary Sheffield uh, Jr. told me that, but wow, yeah, yeah. I listen. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here. By the way, shout out to Gary Sheffield junior you They're actually very, very insightful about baseball, very insightful, and I'll listen to Gary Sheffield Jr. because it's in his DNA. So, by the way, your dad should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been in already. Um, It it really just blows my mind that everyone's so nearsighted. And listen, sports is about just believing what you want to believe. It's not superheroes, but they're pretty damn close. Like, if I said Mike Trout... Is already a top one hundred player in baseball all time. Well, what, no, that that's not true. Mike Trout has a higher war than half of the Hall of Fame. Well, uh, that that they played baseball in a different era. And why and that's always oh uh, well, you can't go into that because how are you ever gonna find a stat that goes across every different generation of any sport? You can't.
3: Well, there's different phases of pitching arrows and hitting
2: arrows, though, too. It's not, the steroid arrow was a pure hitting arrow. So. Of course,
3: right. So those kinds of numbers can be rigged a little more. It's it's different, though, than other sports because the baseball.
2: Well, any sport in general, like Jordan and LeBron, how many times are we going to have that debate? I think Jordan right. would chew him up and spit him out. Right,
3: and that's because of rules. Also, again, with football, it's because of the, the body types of these players. And then, obviously, their rules changed and stuff like that. So there's different factors to why that is baseball when it first started was very hitting prominent it was speed prominent and then it was pitching prominent and then Babe Ruth came in it was hitting prominent baseball in terms of the, the patterns really changes the most in terms of what's dominant in the league like football was always defensive for the longest time until recently until yeah probably like the late 70s early 80s and then it became a little more quarterback driven but there was still good defense and then basketball kind of the same thing it's really started off defensive and just really good teams or really good players dominated everybody because nobody was that athletic back then with the exception of will chamberlain and then they went into a defensive era then obviously the bad boy era the 90s and now now it's a very offensive era and now it's a three-point era so it changes a lot in terms of it. But baseball seems to switch off pattern 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 a lot
2: I understand. I'm just saying right now that there's not a stat you're going to tell me that can, like Crosby and Wayne Gretzky. Opinion, a popular opinion is Wayne Gretzky would dominate Sidney Crosby. Do I argue that? No. Do I think it's closer than people think? Yes, but I do think Crosby would lose to Gretzky one on one if we had to play that way. But there's no stat I can throw at you that proves that.
3: Yeah, plus who gets what goalie so
2: well, right, not, that's, yeah, exactly. That's and a weird oh by the way thing. by the way, I've heard people say that Wayne Gretzky is not even the greatest hockey player on this network. Meanwhile, there's not a stat on the planet that you can say that Brack's right. that up. Right. So I there's not a stat in the world that Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time in. But yet, that's the popular opinion. I and there's not really a stat in the world that says LeBron's better than Kobe, but that's the popular <laughs> opinion. It, there's not a stat in the world that doesn't say Tom Brady ain't the goat. Guess what? Everyone tries to deny it. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Oh well. Uh, Drew, I don't. Drew Brees is probably closer than Peyton Manning is. Uh, Johnny Football or Joe Montana. Who's another popular one? Uh, Staubach, Unitas, Favre, uh, Elway. Mm -hmm. Take your pick. Brady has everything. By the way, you know what's absolutely hysterical? Here's a stat for you. You know who has the most touchdowns in NFL history?
3: Drew Brees. <laughs> Tom Brady. Oh, if you want to include postseason? Yeah, 611. Oh,
2: well, he's also there more, too. <laughs> what? That? You – how many to- – oh, well, you can't penalize people for winning. Well, you can't penalize people for winning. Tom no, Brady no, no, plays more football for a I'm not, not a week. saying
3: that. I'm, it's the same thing we were discussing after we left that Tuesday show. What Drew Brees has done in a high parity NFC is impressive.
2: Oh, no, absolutely. If Tom Brady absolutely. was in the
3: NFC, he probably wouldn't have as many chances like that. No,
2: but th- his numbers would still be very close to what they yeah, are now. Yeah, sure. Of course. I'm just saying that, listen. The I'm Drew talking about Brees the postseason, thing, though. I don't know if he would make it as often. Uh, probably not. If he brought Belichick with him, probably. But if, if he had Sean Payton with him, pro- he would probably do what Brees did. Nothing more, nothing less. By the way, Peyton May never had three of the worst defenses of all time. So I'm <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. But again, there's not a stat in the world that Peyton Main's better at than Drew Brees is. Not a one. Not completion. Not yards. Not touchdowns. Not win percentage. Nada. Not Nada. Not nope. Not a thing. They both have a very similar win-loss record. By the way, Brees got screwed twice. Maybe even three times. Why would a division winner go on the road to Seattle? That's a screw job. Because
3: that's happened... Ever since the current scheduling format. Right,
2: and it's always benefited the team that shouldn't have a playoff win. It's all right. That and, oh, the NFL screwed them. That's 9-6. Oh, by the way, Marcus Williams whiffed on a game-winning tackle. That's 10-5. and five.
3: Yeah, but nobody blames Breeze for that. No, but that,
2: that affects his win-loss. Okay. <laughs> that affects the win-loss. Oh, by the way, he was on a Chargers team that you call –
3: clutch team in football
2: which clearly it wasn't him because he's led so many game-winning drives over his career to nauseating <clears throat> uh, there's just so many things And again we go back to well the opinion is drew Brees and the numbers don't matter well guess what numbers show Brees is better and oh by the way opinion is he had less help
3: was Brees the quarterback in the playoff game where the chargers fumbled the winning interception I think so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think most, so. That Was Mark Shaunheimer the coach?
3: Probably. Then yes. Yeah. Marlon McCree, who wasn't a bad safety, but <laughs> just had a big blunder.
2: See what I mean? That's eleven least, and four. Least clutch team in football. And then who knows? All I'm saying is the opinion and stats. Never go against each other. You look up stats to back up your opinion, and most likely your opinion shaped by the stats you're reading. If you watch the game, it's completely different. Baseball, quick example. Everyone that doesn't watch baseball told me Jose Altuve is the best second baseman in baseball. I've seen him age—not age. Age <laughs> is a bad word. Speedy's here. He takes everything too literal. Uh, I've seen out too like
3: The Vikings defense was still very good, but okay.
2: <laughs> well, no, they started off pretty bad, but the, the, we'll ignore that. Um, but how what's a perfect word so you don't jump down my throat. He was less patient. He started to try for the home run ball a little too much, uh, which affected his average. His home run total went up, but his speed is starting to come. He's still an amazingly quick second baseman, but. He's starting to get hurt more and starting to slow down. Is his MVP years behind him? Probably not. But I saw him start to regress slightly. I'm not saying he went from an all-star to a bum. I'm just saying he went from the best second baseman in baseball to third. Maybe. Yeah, I think there's an argument for him to be third. Just saying that now. But Whitmerfield, to me, was the best second baseman in baseball going into last season. Going into it. The man has a great eye at the plate. Strikes out even less than Altuve. And is the best hitter on the worst team in baseball. And he is still able to hit 300. And score about 100 runs and lead the league in hits. Yeah. That stat. Didn't no, not I didn't say that stat going into last season because it didn't happen before. Because I watched the games, I made that opinion, and then guess what happened? I was right, and he backed it up. Will he be the best second baseman going into next year? I don't know. I have to look around and see who you know is going to play second base more or less, or there's going to be some shifting. I still say he's going to be probably first, but I'm not going to tell you that now because I got to see a lot of things. It could be a guy that people told me was going to ride the bench. I I don't know. I don't know. I think DJ Mayhew's definitely passed out to V2. Uh, the best shortstop in baseball for a year, it was Corey Seager. And I said, no, it's not Corey Seager. Trevor Story is better than Corey Seager. Then I got called all these names of four-letter words. An idiot and moron. And this is that and the other thing. Oh, by the way, who would you... I think t- I bashed you more for saying... Story was better than Lindor, I think is what it was. I never said that. I thought you did. All right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even think I was here on this network when we said that. Okay. I think me and Guido were still doing it in his basement, but oh, okay. or whatever we were doing it in. But I, I'll tell you this right now. Mike Guido thought I was an idiot. He was going to take Corey Seager 10 out of 10 times. Ask him that question now who we'd take. If he still says Corey Seager, it proves that he's a doofus. But Trevor's Story, most people are going to take. He's better defensively. He's proven to be a better hitter and better player, and he plays 100 games. Corey Seager's probably already regressed so much because of his injuries. So how long did that last? Nah. Now who's the best shortstop in baseball? Probably Lindor. Probably. My opinion on Francisco Lindor, he's, he's probably the best shortstop in baseball. I Again, we'll look at all the analytics and how I saw them play defense and how I think their offense has shaped them. And if he comes to the Yankees, that boost will be great. Apparently this weekend, they're going to make a decision on Lindor. He's traded. I'll tell you that much, whether it's the Padres, the Dodgers, the Reds or the Yankees, we'll find out. I hope it doesn't go to the Yankees because that package is going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely huge. It'll be a huge mistake. Absolutely dreadful. The Yankees will regret trading for Francisco Lindor. Absolutely despicable. Why would you trade for – you kicked out Didi to move Glaber to short because that's where you wanted him, and now you're going to do what? Put Glaber back at second and put LeMahieu at first? Or put LeMahieu at third and play who at first? Mike Ford? Because Andujar is going to be in that trade. And you're a shell – again, opinions – it's all opinions. So do not comment saying that I'm crazy, this, that, and the other thing just because you disagree with me. It, it, you don't see it that way, just like I don't see it your way, but is Aaron Boone a top-five manager in baseball? No. Is he a top-five manager in the American League? No. He's not even the best manager in his own division. You, you could argue he's third. I'm just saying... There's no s- stats, and bias will never go away. They're always going to be there. And just because you disagree with me doesn't mean I'm wrong. And just because I disagree doesn't you mean... <laughs> just because you disagree with me doesn't mean that I'm wrong. And just because I agree with you doesn't mean you're right. I mean, most likely I'm right, but <laughs> I-, I still have to give you the benefit of the doubt. Everyone says I'm crazy. Everyone says this all the time. I'll prove, I'll prove it to you right now. Two years ago, I called the Stanley Cup Finals and the champion in August. Last year, I couldn't get a series right to save my life. So, I'm batting about 500. Last year, everyone in this state told me the New York Yankees were going to the World Series. Without a shadow of a doubt, they were betting their house on it. And I'm nuts for saying the Astros and oh well, what happened? The Yankees lost. Now, this year will be a different story, but I still don't see us as a World Series team right now. It's currently constructed, but we are definitely better. <laughs>
3: How do you ne- not see them as a World Series team?
2: Uh, lack of depth. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
3: don't see the offensive depth contributing like it did last year. Your shell is going to, we mean you agree. We agree agree. on, yeah, but he's he's, not going to do that again. But he he also probably won't play as much either.
2: Uh, I disagree. Unless they
3: do keep Endu, unless they do trade Enduhar. but.
2: This is what I am predicting for the Yankees. I think Enduhar is gone. I think Frazier's gone too. I think they're going to either pull the trigger for Hader or Lindor, whoever's package is going to, whoever says yes first. And here's the thing. Don't be fooled. There are three or four teams right now waiting around to make a massive trade. Red Sox, Indians, Brewers, and a surprise team. (laughs) Yep. A
3: surprise
2: team. Well, the Yankees, too, but they're not selling. They're buying. I think there's going to be a – I think there will be a sell that will shock everybody's mind. Sell them now. Don't be surprised. But when we come back on the home stretch – Speedy's favorite segment.
1: You're, you're, you're listening to the World Sports Radio Network. And manage the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are b- b- back with the home stretch on the World Wide Sports Radio Network.
2: Hello. Welcome back. Uh, I'm your host, Ty Harrison, along with Speedy Petey. And while we were on break, one of my favorite people called the show. Hello. Say hello, Snugs.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's so great to be on with you, Tyler. I was thrilled with your opening monologue. It made so much sense. It was scary. And I'm glad you have brought reason and civility back to the network. Thank
2: you, buddy. I know that
1: often, oftentimes while we're, we're listening to these calls, um, the bias runs rampant as though it were almost Homer-esque. Huh. And this sort of faux reliance on analytics that does not always ring true. And so I really liked what you had to say, because you're right, we all do look through our own scope. It's impossible to step out of it. Objectivity is a sort of a blissful goal that some of us have, but you can almost, there's lies, damned lies, and statistics. So you can bend them any way you like. The only comment I would say to this that I think that we need to make sure that we have in play is sort of the insanity factor of the bias. So there have been assertions that I have heard on the air, such as Dak Prescott is going to win three Super Bowls. Or, in, a row. <laughs> in a
2: row. In, in a, a row. row. Well, in a
1: row, of course. Or Ezekiel Elliott is better than Barry Sanders. Or Garrett Cole is not worth the money. Who and said that? Those things, well, uh, Mr. Marks mentioned last night that Garrett Cole wasn't worth the money. And I explained to him that, that that it's he, Well, his assertion was deeper in that it's ridiculous that a pitcher is making $324 million. And I explained to him that, in fact, it is not ridiculous because if someone is willing and able to pay you, then that's what you're worth. And everyone cuts their own deal. So I just think that we have to, to couch the bias talk because it's very easy for people to go, oh, it's, you're, you're biased, and hide behind the bias cloud when they make these sort of assertions. But I think you do bring up a very good point that we as uh, sports fans can easily sort of craft this idea how our favorite player or our favorite team or you know, who we believe is the best and why. And so uh, I thought that that was very wise and I wanted to call and compliment you on it. I also wanted to say I do have a little objection to something you said.
2: Oh, Because we very rarely if disagree. You,
1: if you say that someone's right, and they're right. <laughs> because if, you, if you get a coalition of the willing with Tyler Harrison on a sports take, that means you're probably right. It's very rare that you're off mark. So give yourself more credit. I'm off bro. the mark. yourself on the back. What's that?
2: I'm off the marks.
1: Well, I think you're you're on the mark. I think you weren't just giving yourself. You're being too humble.
2: Oh, well, you know, That's- a good piece of humble pie is always.
1: Well, you know, it's okay to take a nibble on the edge once in a while, but again, it's all about what's reasonable, right? So I also wanted to comment on, you had brought up, again, the Peyton Manning-Drew Brees scenario. And I had a thought about this in between uh, the previous takes and sort of the insanity that ensued briefly. Have we ever considered the fact that Drew Brees didn't get the media coverage that Peyton Manning got, and not based on the city, because I think we both agree that New Orleans and Indianapolis are neither one of those, or New York City or Boston or Los Angeles or San Francisco or some of the bigger ones.
2: I actually think you're onto a very good point.
1: The fact that he had four or five other Hall of Famers around him at pretty much all times, or at least most of his career, right? Even when he went to Denver, he had several people who, you know, maybe they're not quite Hall of Famers famers, but they're talented.
3: Demarius Thomas was a talented receiver even with Tim Tebow.
1: Super high talent, super high profile. And I think there was quite a bit of the time that Drew Brees was down there throwing touchdowns to, I mean, guys like Joe Horn. I don't know if he's really, you know. Well, Joe Horn was was towards the end of his career then.
2: You got Robert Meacham, you got Lance Moore, you've got Ted Ginn Jr., who was given up on by half the league and became a special league specialist. Devery Henderson. (laughs) Devery Henderson. Um,. The list goes on and on. By the way, he took a guy named Marcus Colston, drafted a Hofster, and made him a freaking pro bowler. So I'm not a really – Yeah, I'm not concerned. And I think you're actually on to something because Peyton Manning, like John Elway, had hype about them because, you know, there was speculation that Peyton Manning didn't want to go and would he go number one if he was drafted and he's the best quarterback rated since, you know, Elway and everything like that. Oh, well – you know, let's hype the kid up. So every number one pick consensus is going to get more hype than a guy that was taken in the second round. It's just how it goes. Well,
1: I mean, Drew Brees played at Purdue, and you know he wasn't—he he was good, but he wasn't particularly excited.
2: Right. Um, he was systematic, loud
1: right. at Tennessee, but he played in the FCC. So Drew Brees didn't have a dad who was a. An, Good football player and a notorious NFL player, even though he really didn't do much with the Saints. But nonetheless,
2: well, Archie. Um, Man- you can make the argument Archie Manning's probably the best quarterback out of the three.
1: Well, oh, Archie Manning's very talented, but he was on very bad teams. I think we'd all agree with that, right? And so he sort of had a pedigree coming in. So right off the top, he was going to get more hype and more love because he's more of immediate. It, it's it's a much more interesting story. And so I think that as we f- go further down the line, the legend of Peyton Manning began to grow before Peyton Manning really did anything. He wasn't particularly exciting in his first couple of years in the NFL, and the Colts weren't particularly good. And so I think that Drew Brees is is he's sort of like the the Mike Trout of football. Because if you think about it, for a long time, Trout didn't get the love, right? Right. And, and
2: People finally still don't everyone had to it.
1: acknowledge that he's, might be one of the five greatest baseball players of all time. It could be before it's all said and done. Right? Guy yeah, does everything; he's amazing, but he's sort of stuck in Anaheim and
2: second you know, team the in LA. Market. He's
1: the second. Yeah, he's the second. Like Pete Alonso, everyone doctor.
2: will forget about Pete Alonso in a few years because he is the second team in New York.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Pete Alonso jumps across town and hits fifty home runs for the Yankees, is you know he'll end up in.
2: He becomes the goat. He'll be in, in Ugh, the ring, that,
1: ring of honor. I don't need that thought, snug. <laughs> What's up?
2: I don't need that thought.
1: Well, Speedy, as a as a Mets fan, you're used to taking that beating, bud. So yeah, but Pete Alonso would just Pete...
3: walk away and turn it and turn his back just to go to the Yankees, and that'd be one of the big spite jobs if that ever happened.
1: It would be sad, but you know if he does only have one year, and you know it's 52 home runs or 53 home runs is very exciting. But on the other hand, I mean. There's been a lot of guys. I remember a guy named Brady Anderson who hit 50 home runs one year, true. one time. So, you know, let it be three or four years before you get too excited.
2: That's true. But Look I'm at Aaron Judge. Aaron I, Judge dominated for a year, and he hasn't been healthy since.
1: Well, Aaron Judge is an awfully large gentleman to be playing baseball. So Yes, he's uh, a I linebacker. Think that, yeah. I think he's that, larger like, than that. Oh, he's 6'7",
2: 282. He's essentially a defensive end. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He's basically Miles Garrett with a bat in his hands. Yeah, well... And he actually is allowed to swing it. (laughs) Oh, good job. Good job, Speedy. Apparently Zion might not play this year.
1: Well, Zion probably shouldn't be jumping around. He should probably be running into people as a defensive lineman or defensive end somewhere, but I digress.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's fine. LeBron knew he would get his head clopped off if he was a wide receiver, so I understand. Snark, by the way, we... We brought this up
3: a couple of weeks ago on Errol's show. The Zion Williamson probably being hurt for the season is the new pinnacle of the Vinnie Rubo curse.
1: Well, whatever happened to Mr. Rubo? He just sort of slinked away into whatever hole he lived in.
3: I don't know. He was busy over the summer, and I guess Errol got rid of him or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe Jeff and I heckled him too much. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. The bread <laughs> man. <laughs> Either that or the city of New York was mad at him for bringing Boston a World Series, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. The Mets just won't win until Wilpon goes away.
1: Well, you know, it's sooner than later, so Mets fans have reason to rejoice at least
2: Only briefly. five more years. Sorry. Only five more years. Well, it's not final yet. Well, you might have more than five years.
1: Uh, well, yeah, but... Are you just sticking the? uh, are you just driving it in and and turning the blade in, Speedy?
2: That's what she said.
1: (laughs) Speedy, tell us about your plans over the vacation. What a shot! I'm fascinated by this.
2: Sorry, that was absolutely brilliant goal.
1: what?
3: Tell me, what did you want? Your plans
1: over the vacation, Speedy, I'm fascinated by them.
3: I don't know what exact plans are, but I'm going to my house tomorrow with my family in Connecticut. All my brothers will be back too, and I'll probably be decorating a lot tomorrow and over Christmas. We'll see what happens. We just celebrate it, and there'll be some crazy stories that come with it. If there's any crazy stories, stories, Snug, so I'll let you know.
1: That's nice. I imagine a speedy family Christmas it in- involves a lot of arguing over sports and throwing of mashed potatoes.
3: Throwing of mashed potatoes? No, it's not Animal House, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: What about you, Tyler? Do you have big plans over the holidays?
2: Um, You know, just stay home. Family will come over. I'll try to. I, I will actually probably be working all of next week, to be honest. But um, Christmas, I'll be off, so that's always fun. But uh, Christmas Eve, I'll go to my aunt's, my mom's sister, who's really the only relative on my mom's side left. So it's kind of bittersweet. But, yeah, other than that, I just have a regular holiday plan.
1: Nice. Well, there'll be plenty of uh, bowl games. Uh, meaningless, but nonetheless fun to watch sometimes. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, there are so definitely a lot of good games, though. So it,
2: I feel bad for whoever got Bama. That's Michigan. Oh, boy. They're going to lose that game by 50. Oof. Harbaugh might lose his job by 50. No, Harbaugh's there to Harbaugh. He's not going to lose his job over losing to Alabama. <laughs>
1: Well, I think it could be icing on the cake after losing Ohio State. Then you go get a... If that you get was the fastest Alabama, two goals I've, I've ever seen a
2: team score against the Rangers. Sorry, Snugs. It's
1: all good. It's Friday night. It's casual night. Yeah, it's... I'm not too worried. About.
2: <laughs> the defense of the year. You got anything special planned, Snugs?
1: Um... No, actually, it's, it's going to be real quiet. Uh, probably have a cat fiesta, I'll make my cats wear sombreros, <laughs> and have some Mexican food. Meow. Yeah. And uh, I will wait by the mailbox for Mr. Earl Mark's gift because he's Earl. been promising me for Earl's promised me for two or three years now. But you know, my I name is Earl. Faith.
3: Earl's not the one delivering the <laughs> gift, though, so you may have to deal with shipping fees or travel. I like to up. think
1: that Earl's going to bring the gift himself, but I know that he'll probably <laughs> that won't happen. The Postal service.
3: Nah, that won't happen.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, watching college football, I'm probably betting on some of it foolishly, you know. It's sort of the wild wagering that goes on during the game. Don't bet it with Jeff. doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You usually just place those wagers online for $5 and a fun guess, and it makes the game slightly more entertaining. You're not looking to uh, make your fortune. You're, I mean, who the hell knows who half these teams are, what they're going to do, or who who's on the team. Right. But nonetheless, it's Like uh, the it's fact that I
2: just had to talk about Central Michigan in a bowl game was nauseating.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, all the heavy money on Central Michigan, I'm
3: sure. That was the school of Antonio Brown, though.
2: <laughs> I don't think they want to claim him right now. <laughs> They don't have much else, uh, other choices. I think they'd rather say you could be the best player we've ever had. I think that's their sticking point right now. Sell
3: What's the fallback option? There isn't much with that school.
2: I guarantee you, they have somebody else. They have somebody. Like Chattanooga uh, or Central Chattanooga, whatever Terrell Owens came from, they can claim Terrell Owens. Like Terrell Owens. No, I think that was Chattanooga. He he's the guy that makes you go. All right, fine, I understand. Until then, though, mm-mm. no, sir.
1: Well, I mean, Terrell Owens is a Hall of Famer. Antonio Brown could have been a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I will.
2: Uh, I will be honest about something, Snugs. I think Terrell Owens is the greatest wide receiver since Jerry Rice.
1: Oh, he's unbelievable. I think. He's uh, I don't. Know. I don't absolute... know why he doesn't get more love.
2: because uh, people were too sensitive to the fact that he uh, wanted the ball more. Because you know. He wanted to win, so the ball in his hands normally meant that he won.
1: Uh, I mean, Terrell Owens did enjoy a good media circus and turned a bunch of people off. That's true.
3: Oh, wow. Actually, I didn't know this. Before he transferred to Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Watt played tight end for Central Michigan.
2: J.J. Watt is who Central Michigan will claim As their tight end. (laughs) (laughs) Tight
3: end, J.J. Watt.
2: Does not even matter at all. He is going to be on the Mount Rushmore regardless of what happens.
1: <laughs> Central Michigan will say they coached him up for Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, you were a great defensive end in Wisconsin, but do Wisconsin know that you were a better tight end? <laughs> oh, no. Here's oh, the, here's another come. one. Here's another one, too. Joe Staley. Oh, Joe Staley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's a Hall of Famer, I think. I do, too. I would say he's a Hall of Famer. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize they had that much, but okay. <laughs> See, Speedy? You don't know, now you know. Because I told you so.
1: I'm just waiting for Speedy to go. It's great to know, but knowledge is power. <laughs>
2: <laughs> knowledge is
3: power,
1: Snug. Get it
2: right. Why don't you wear your hat for Snugs?
1: Wanna, I you, do love the hat.
2: You want me to wear the hat for you, Snugs?
1: The hat brings me great joy. Right. And the fact that it I'll brings the, the heckler less joy makes it even <laughs> more joyful for me. All
2: right. and All right. For All right. some
1: reason, the heckler doesn't seem to understand that the hat is not for style, but for function.
2: <laughs> Woo!
1: Although, if you did have one that was red, white, and green, that would be a little more festive, but that's okay.
3: Yeah, well, don't quite have the colors coordination on point but
1: we can work on that for you (laughs) maybe there'll be one in your stocking maybe your aunt will hear it or something Hmm.
3: well if there's a hat of this kind with those colors maybe but I don't know has to go for the warmth first
1: (laughs) absolutely function over style yes function never goes out of style right
2: correct hey speedy you'll never guess who's my new friend on facebook
3: Hmm. Did he go to central Michigan <laughs> no he <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's actually a giant tight end
3: currently or was, former
2: was former Jake ballard
3: no oh. will tie no I'm going for completely random names is it more famous than that uh I think so Kevin boss no hmm
2: Jeremy Shockey? <laughs> no, I wish. I love Jeremy Shockey. I like this guy too. He was good. I'm
3: trying to remember who
2: else. He oh. might still be playing. I'm trying to remember who. Wow, his then. first, her first friend was AJ Feely. AJ Feely, Okay. That no, I, no, his first friend was AJ Feely. This is going to be fun. Oh wow. Okay. Wow.
3: Who else there was there? Martellus Bennett. No, he yeah. was there a year. But he's
2: still. Oh, he's not actually playing. No, he's not
3: playing right now. But. I'm trying to go through Giants tight ends in my head. I don't know. If it was the tight end before Shockey, I'm not going to remember it.
2: Uh, Daniel Fells.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he was only there a year or
2: two. All right. Yeah. I love this Facebook thing. Anyway. Um, big time. Big time. I'm trying, man. Uh, Scott Seismeyer. Yeah. Do you remember Scott Sizemore?
3: Yes. Facebook.
2: Uh, Who else did I just add on Facebook? I was like, God damn, that's surprising. Hold on. Let's do this. I told you. No. (laughs) Well, yeah, but no. (laughs) Uh,
1: You got to get Miami Heat. That's who you really need.
2: (laughs) Who's
3: Miami Heat? Miami Heat hasn't called this, this phone yet. He hasn't called since we moved.
1: Miami Heat is the caller that, that made the heckler famous. <laughs> He's the one who coined the term Earl. was <laughs> is... Speedy about it. He would scream Earl over and over and over. <laughs> Earl? He got, he he got would...
3: so mad he would mispronounce his name. And he would always claim I... it was because of his accent that it sounded like that.
1: <laughs> then he would make stupid bets and he always laughed.
2: Who, he Miami Heat know. or Earl?
1: Miami Heat, and then uh, he would just make insane bets. I mean, he make stupid things like you know, the Miami, you know dolphins are gonna beat the Patriots by ten touchdowns or something stupid, like <laughs> something stupid like that. And then he would lose, and then he would have to make some statement that the Earl would make up and and then he would have to read it on the air, but he, I don't know, he didn't seem to be that great at reading. So it would always sort of come out. Ooh, sideways! Uh, Here's Miami some breaking Classic caller.
2: Michael Thomas is now in the 99 club.
3: Wow. Okay. <laughs> he has had that great of a season.
2: Yeah, good for him. I think so. All right, um, dear Snugs. I love that you called, buddy. I hope you had a. I hope you do have a happy uh, holiday season. Uh, me and Speedy do got to get through a couple things real quick. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, hear from you either later tonight or, uh, I don't know, when I come back, Thursday, hopefully.
1: Sounds good. Thank you for the time, gentlemen. I appreciate it.
2: Well oh, anytime, time, continue snubs. to
1: bring your calming and soothing and wise and sage advice and uh, reason to the network. It is needed. You were the thin line between us and Insanity.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when you have a bunch of Cowboy fans and Jet fans on here. It gets pretty lonely at night.
1: <laughs> have a fine evening, Joe. Happy holidays.
2: He is, uh... He makes me feel smarter than I already do. How scary is
3: that? What is it? I'm just... When I think of that, I'm like triggering that meme. The the brain, and it's just like everything. It just, it just goes full. <laughs> is, that, is that what it feels like?
2: It feels like. What's a good word? It feels like an avalanche, and the ball just continues to get bigger and bigger as everything goes on. And then when he calls, it's like an atom blowing up.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's how it feels. I just asked this question to everyone on the network. Has anyone sent a shirt to this network that ever quotes anyone saying that they're always right? I don't think so. Oh, wait. No, it happened to me. That's right. It says I'm always right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Right. 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 But that's not biased. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. All right. Uh, Speedy. All right. And the next ha- hour, we need to squeeze in a break somewhere. Do your favorite segment, which we're going to do right now. That's called Trade em Now. Picks and what else did I say? The NFL 100 team. All right, Speedy, you're up. Trade em Now. All right, so we got through seven
3: American League teams yesterday. We did the Red Sox, Blue Jays, let's see, Twins, uh, no, we didn't do Twins, Indians, White Sox, Angels, Athletics, Rangers, that's what we did. All right, so, let's go, we have to get the bottom teams out of the way for, yeah. at some point, so we'll, we'll do that now. Let's go to the Detroit Tigers.
2: Oh, uh, everybody. Not every last single person. Um... You know what, Jordan Zimmerman, you're stuck with. Um, yeah. Michael Fulmer. I'm gonna say Michael Fulmer. I I think Matthew Boyd is good enough to be an ace for you. Um, I also think Michael Fulmer, coming off an injury, could kind of cheapen what he is, but he's still got enough upside. He is twenty. 20- Six years old he's gonna be cheap and you really need an infusion of talent you don't really need youth you need talent so I am gonna say Detroit and it's not even like your young kids are any good you you look like you're gonna be the Miami Marlins of the American League so I would trade Michael Fulmer and get maybe a average starter at some position and just kind of I don't know, try to work it out. Maybe Atlanta has a prospect they can give up that's going to work out, or San Diego or something. I don't know, but you need to trade Michael Fulmer and try to get something for him.
3: All right. A team that trades often, the Tampa Bay Rays.
2: Yeah. Here Now, they are tricky because they nail all of this. So it's going to be hard. Um, obviously, this offseason's is a prime example of why they're always kind of not – in the playoff hump, but they're never really bad. They haven't been bad in about 12 years. They are a very interesting team because they know they can't keep anyone that's going to make mega bucks. Although I am disappointed they let Garcia walk to the Brewers for that cheap of a contract, but they generally know what they're doing. Uh, There's no one on this team that you're going to look at immediately and go, that's the guy. They already did that with Uh, Tommy Pham. Actually, didn't I say to explore train Tommy Pham at some point during the offseason? And you were like, it makes sense because they don't.
3: Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't don't remember ever saying it made sense to trade Tommy Pham. Okay, then. But it's not. I don't think it was a bad thing to trade him. I didn't.
2: No, I I think they won the trade. Um, The. I'm going to give a very boring answer right now. I don't think they should do anything. Um, Nate Lowe, maybe? Nick Lowe. No, it's Nate. Oh, it's Nate Low. It okay. is Nate Lowe. Okay. Nate and Brandon. That's going to get confusing okay. for one. Uh, and Eric- No, I don't, I, I don't think you really trade much. It, honestly... You're not going to train anybody now, but in July, if you realize the Red Sox are revamped and the Yankees are running away with the division, Charlie Morton's a good piece to trade in July. I wouldn't trade him now. I would hold on to him. But train Charlie Morton at the trade deadline could bring you a very good package back. Your rotation's going to be that, – that rotation I think will be the best in the American League Geeks next year, I'll tell you that much. That's going to be a very good rotation in my opinion. Very good rotation. All right, back to teams at the bottom. I think you'll like this one, the Kansas City Royals. I don't even have to open the dialogue for this. This is a complete – you don't have a, a pitcher. Ian Kennedy actually as a reliever could probably get you a value, maybe a middle-tier prospect. But the answer is you know, Solaire's young. You're keeping him. He hit 50 home runs last year. No one talks about it. Um, Alex Gordon has no value if he's even on the team I don't know if they've even brought him back yet uh, Hunter Dozier you're building with and everyone else you're building with Whit Merrifield is mid, in his mid-30s and he needs he's the best second baseman in baseball he's going to get you a value and he's versatile he can lead off he can hit third he can hit fifth he can hit anywhere he's got average to above average power phenomenal contact hitter five tool player all-star impacts the game if the Dodgers whiff on Lindor he will end up in LA I can see that so. and that's gonna be scary I think he's a perfect fit for the Dodgers the Yankees but you know what we can't always get what he we is want.
3: he is the epitome and in most
2: cases better version of every Dodgers infielder imaginable <laughs> oh god I would take I would even trade Seager for him straight up it wouldn't even matter to me but um yeah, uh, I think Corey Seager uh, I think the Dodgers make a ton of sense for what Merrifield. I think every team in baseball makes a ton of sense for what Merrifield If he goes to the Red Sox, I'm going to be one pissed off son of a gun, I'll tell you that, but I'll be so mad.
3: Alright, back to the West. Let's go to the Astros
2: Yeah, so here we go, right? Um, this is going to be a little, let me just make sure here that they are going to uh, Yep, yep.
3: What, what's the market for their center field camera? That's the first thing.
2: A lot, a lot, a lot.
3: Could they get a they could Could they get an A level prospect back for the center field camera? A plus. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Um, I've got two. Car- now I've actually got three. Carlos Correa has already been reported to be traded or on the trade market. So trade him now. He doesn't count. I- I- I'm not even going to give myself credit for that because I said that like two years ago and everyone said I was nuts. But um. I've got two. The first one's George Springer. I think that he is a top, definitively top ten. You could probably argue top five outfielder in baseball. Nothing, no flaw in his game. Great, quiet. You're going to have to pay him, and you're cash strapped. Um, So George Springer is the unpopular number one, the more realistic and probably the way you will and should go. Justin Verlander I think you need to trade him sooner than later really yeah I, I think that losing Garrett Cole kind of brings you back to the rest of the West and I think that now that you're back with the rest of the West I think the Oakland A's will win the division as currently constructed okay if the A's go out there and trade for Clayton Kershaw and they give up nothing to do so uh, I've changed my mind currently constructed the Oakland A's I think will win the division I think you'll be lucky to get in the wild card. I do. I think that you are no longer a playoff team. And honestly, Verlander's got How old is Verlander? 35. I think he's 35, yeah. Maybe 36. I'm not good at math, but he's only going to be a Cy Young contender for so long. Trading him now. You're selling high. You will probably get back more than what you gave up for him originally and you still have Forrest Whitley in the works. Remember that guy? So, you know, you can either go a couple of different ways. You can get a couple of impact players, or you can get a really high-level prospect that people go, oh, well, they're not going to be good for two or three years, but boy, oh, boy, when that kid gets called up, they're going to take off again. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I think Justin Verlander is the unpopular way to go, but I, I, that's what I would do. I would explore. Whitley
3: did have a rough minor league season. though
2: well, Kyle Tucker was on the playoff team, and no one well, really was – wh- Tucker didn't have a rough minor league season. No, I get it. But, again, Forrest Whitley was what, a third-ranked prospect in baseball? I think he was as high as nine. I don't know if he was any
3: higher. All right, so that was the – Oh, app. he might
2: have been the third pitcher.
3: Okay, maybe. Yeah, that sounds more realistic. All right, let's go back to this – no, we did the central twice. So let's go to the back to the east. Another bottom feeder, the Baltimore Orioles.
2: Um I again I think this one's pretty easy. You're stuck with Chris Davis and Mike Mark Trumbo if he's still there. Let's just double check if Trumbo's still here. No, he's gone. Is that right? Oh wow, you got rid of Mark Trumbo. That's good. Uh but yeah, you're stuck with Chris Davis. Um Now, here's the thing, right? Oh, they did sign Alex stuff. Oh, he was awful last year. That's right.
3: Yeah, they signed Alex stuff.
2: All right, so I, 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 you can either trade Michael Gibbons, which isn't going to change your franchise at all, but if I really wanted to get a couple prospects back or a guy that could play for me, you got to get a vibe for what Trey Mancini's thinking. If he wants to play for you for the next 10 years, sign him now. Don't go through what you went through with May Machado and let him hit free agency and, oh, well, I'm out of here. Now you got to sell low on the Dodgers and get nothing back. You need to ensure Trey Mancini is part of the future. If you don't get that vibe, you trade him. Trade him now. Trade him tomorrow. Trade him now. Trade him as soon as possible because i got to be honest with you, Trey Mancini walks, that's the second time you've blundered a free agent and it's going to set you back. You need to get a vibe for Trey Mancini. He's the best player on your team by far. By far, it's not even close. He needs he needs to be either part of your rebuilding process, or if you don't get the vibe that he wants to stay around that long, you, you need to cut ties with him. All right. From one bottom feeder to another, the Seattle Mariners. Um, this one's another easy one. Um, just let's see if Felix Hernandez is still unemployed, by the way. Oh, Carl Edwards is there. Oh,
3: that I didn't know. Okay. <laughs>
2: he's not the answer the answer is
3: I like Carl Edwards
2: no I do too but I I keep all right there's two guys you could go with here um I think one's gonna be easier to trade than the other all right um, due to the fact that third base right now is kind of open for business, I, I think Kyle Seager could get you a little bit more than Mitch Hanniger And plus, I like Mitch Hanniger more, so I'd want to Mitch hold Hanager's on to him. Mitch still
3: very young, too. Yeah, I, I like Haniger. I
2: like him a lot. Kyle Seager hasn't wowed me at all. He had, a, like, a good half a season that made people go, oh, wow, all right. But no, him or D yeah, Gordon. Yeah, he had a couple good years.
3: but it's been Good, not
2: great. Right. I I D Gordon is going to get you something back. Kyle Seager will get you a little bit more. You need pitching. You need pitching in the worst way possible. Get go trade Kyle Seager. Start your building process the right way. All right. Wow. Sorry, I have the hiccups.
3: All right. Two more in the American League. Your favorite analytic team, the Minnesota Twins.
2: Yeah. Um, again, opinion. I thought they'd win the division. Fact, they won the division. Um, I got one for you. I think it's going to be a little unorthodox, but I think you're going to think I'm nuts. Oh,
0: boy.
3: (laughs) Is this more nuts than the Astros trading Justin Verlander?
2: (laughs) No. Not to me. All right. Uh, The Minnesota Twins, though, I think Miguel Sanu is the answer. I, I do believe it's not because of his talent. It's not because people think he's a headache or anything like that. I think that he is... A phenomenal hitter, terrible defender. Couldn't I think him grounded average ground ball is fantastic. <laughs> it he, makes
3: it makes Andujar look good on defense.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but he he, he and the Andujar probably on the same defensive spectrum. Right. He um he's a very streaky hitter, and you're a good team. You don't really need a bat um, of that magnitude. I would get more of a well-rounded player, if you know what I mean. Maybe the average is up, but you lose ten, fifteen home runs. Oh well, yeah, to... they had enough home runs last year. They eight guys. Who yeah, had they led 20 the league in home, home runs. runs. Yeah, they eight yeah. guys
3: who had twenty home runs. So. That's... I mean, obviously, Snow was one of them. But
2: no, you could you could sacrifice fifteen home runs if you hit three hundred and twelve or whatever it was. Right. Especially um, if you
3: get like a pitcher back or. Back yeah, a back
2: pitcher out. or the bullpen depth or something like that. I actually think Dylan Betances going to Minnesota could be a steal. He's going to go to Philly because Joe Girardi's already recruiting Yankees. AADD, AA, David Robertson, who's been there, but don't be fooled. They love each other. They like each other a lot. I'm just saying, Sanu's a big name. He's young. He's controllable. The power bat is becoming the rage in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, that's that.
3: All right. Last but not least for the American League, the New York
2: Yankees. Aaron Hicks is my immediate answer.
3: You're not going to get much for him No, so no, might, his value is You might have to wait till next offseason for that, depending no, on how well he plays in a small sample when
2: he comes back. Uh, he might not come back. Ten months is
3: what? It's, I think, September, early September, or maybe, again, if it's fast enough, August maybe. And
2: yeah. the par- the problem with him having Tommy John is because his strength is defense. That could affect something. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, three yeah, unanswered already,
3: goals. Right. He already has strong arm strength anyway. So I don't think it would get rid of his range. But No, not his range, but, but his, his throwing arm, ability. Yeah. Is, his arm, uh,
2: yeah. I don't know. If, I don't remember if it's his throwing arm or it's his other arm. But I pretty much no, I I it remember a it's his arm. throwing arm. But um, I uh, Hicks is my immediate answer. There's a couple different ways we could go here. Uh, Gary Sanchez is a name that people keep throwing around. Twitter swears that they should trade Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know why people think this.
3: That market's already exclusive enough.
2: Yeah, And now, again, the the teams
3: that he originally wanted to go to, I mean, the Dodgers can't take on that money anymore. Uh, Then you got the Astros, which uh, they can't pay him, and the
2: Cubs,
3: who they probably, I don't know if they could pay him either. Those are the other teams.
2: All I know is I cannot possibly think of I, I just can't do it. But um Oh wow, actually somebody came to my defense on Twitter. I'm gonna follow him right now. Hey <laughs> Hey buddy, good job. There is another Yankees fan that hates Aaron Boone. No, 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 oh. not even that. I, um, Gary Sheffield Jr. was asking. Uh, he shared somebody's bout. but um, I said Andrew Jones over Todd Helton is brutal. He asked me how. I said Helton's a better hitter and didn't really do steroids to do so. And then uh, he, this guy, uh, responded. Helton hit 316. Jones hit 253 for three years for their careers. Sorry, Helton and Jones were not similar hitters. Jones had more pop, but Helton was dramatically better player at the plate. And there, Helton was a generationally great defender too, so I'm not really all enamored with the fact of, oh well, you know, he, Andrew Andrew Jones was a better defender than Todd Helton, but Todd Helton was a very good defensive first baseman. So thank you, good sir, for that. I appreciate that. I followed you. Hopefully, you follow me back. If not, I could give a rip less. Um, all right, here we're going to the National League. We'll save the National League. Um, yeah, we'll we'll save the National League. I gotta do picks. I have to do picks. So now is actually the time we'll squeeze in the break because I'm thirsty and the air the ice tea's all the way over there and we hate dead air here, so we absolutely hate dead air as I'm about to give them five seconds right now. Ready, set, go. Five, four. Five seconds. But uh, yeah. when we come back, me and Speedy Pickwick, 16, of the NFL season. No Thursday night games, but there's a bunch of games tomorrow. Find out who wins next on the home stretch.
1: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And now the baseball team. Little League. Fantasy League. We are b- b- back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
3: Welcome back into the home stretch, Speedy Petey here with Tyler Harrison. It is time now for our Week 16 NFL picks. A lot of huge games this week with playoff implications. Three Saturday games as well. No Thursday games, but three Saturday games, and we will start with those. Here we go. Houston Texans taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
2: Uh, you, uh, you can go first.
3: All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans pretty big here in a blowout. I think. Having no Mike Evans and no Chris Godwin is really going to hurt that offense a lot for the Buccaneers. Tampa could have won this game with those guys because the Texan secondary is not great, but if Brashad Perriman's your number one receiver, it's going to be tough to trust. If Brashad Perriman's done a nice job in Arians' offense... Oh, he was
2: great last week.
3: He, was, he has been pretty good all season, and he's done a nice job rebirthing And We saw that with the Cardinals. he taking a lot of speed-type receivers, deep-threat-type receivers, and he's done well with them, but... After that, they really don't have much, and him being a number one receiver, I don't know if I can really trust it. They don't really have the run game to help out, and then outside rushers against a running quarterback, usually that benefits, so I think the defense will create some short fields for the Texans. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson will do their thing, and I think the tight ends play well in this game, too. He likes to spread them around to the, uh, to, to the tight ends, both with Fells and with... Jordan Aikens, so I think you'll see a lot of that in this game. Box will keep it close, and I think the Texans will run away with it in the second half, 30 to 14, Houston.
2: I was going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't know Godwin was out um, at all, actually, and OJ Howard's regressed significantly. But um, I actually think that this is going to be the game where Bill O'Brien kind of goes, "We're a team to mess with in the playoffs." I think Houston wins this game bigger than that. I'm going to say 30-7. to 7.
3: All right, huge, huge, huge. Buffalo Bills travel to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. The first meeting was 16-10, and I think it will be very similarly low scoring. Still, these defenses have continued to play well. Buffalo a little more recently has played better, but the Patriots are still doing strong, playing very strong. Again, being the game in Foxborough, I'm still going to take the Patriots here. It's going to be a lot of pressure, obviously, both ways. Because, again, Buffalo's played like underdogs all year. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do win this game. And I don't know what the spread is, but if it's a large spread, I might pick them to cover. But I'm still going to take the Patriots to win this game. And I actually think finally you're going to see somebody like Sony Michelle play well or one of the running backs play well. Because Buffalo's really going to do a good job stopping the pass like they did in the first meeting. And I think Bill Belichick gets the edge that way. John Brown is a smaller receiver that I think the Patriots could take out with the double teams that they like to do. And while I think Cole Beasley could be, play well out of the slot, that's really all I could see. So I'll take New England pretty close, 20-16. to 16.
2: blowout. Patriots blow them out. Uh, you got people doubting them, and they're at home, and they remember what people were saying when they went into Buffalo, oh, you shouldn't have won that football game. And the Patriots are also playing for home field. Don't forget, they have to compete, and they have to win. They can not only get the bye in the second spot, they're trying to pass Baltimore. Uh, Tom Brady's pissed off, and that's not good. Uh, New England, 34-14 over the Buffalo Bills. All
3: right, last of the Saturday games, the L.A. Rams, in any slim chance they have left, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And that slim chance will become zero after this. I'm taking San Francisco. I think it'll be actually kind of a different kind of game than the first meeting. The first meeting was very low scoring, a lot of sacks both ways. This one I think will be more high scoring. The Rams' offensive line has been a little better recently with their rookies that they have, especially on the inside, have played a lot better. So I think they can protect Jared Goff much more. The problem is the pass defense, the secondary as a whole for the 49ers, has also still grown too. So I think that'll end up making a difference. The Rams have had injuries with their receiving position a lot this year. And as a result, with the exception of Woods, those guys have really struggled in the second half too. So I think that'll end up making a difference. And the Niners just have too many running backs to match up against a team that really doesn't guard running backs well and doesn't guard tight ends well. And that's where you have George Kittle to come in and do the rest too. So San Francisco wins semi-big here, 31 to 20.
2: I agree, I think that San Francisco again they have to kind of I wanna say war off the Saints, but they there's a very interesting battle going on in the NFC. Just so everyone recaps, Baltimore is up. Baltimore right now is twelve and two. Patriots are eleven and three. Kansas City has to win out and have Patriots lose uh, both games. Oh actually no, I think they get the tiebreaker, right? So Kansas City's Patriots 10-4. have the
3: tiebreaker, yes. If based on the common
2: games. The NFC goes as follows. Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans are all 11-3. The first wild card team is San Francisco at 11-3, and and Vikings are at 10-4. All these teams are playing not only for their division, they're playing for the bye and home field advantage throughout. So this this weekend will be absolutely huge. Um, Dallas and Philly will play this weekend. We're going to get to that game, but that... That's going to ultimately be the game to decide who's in, who's out. But uh, San Francisco wins this football game. I'm going to say 34-24 over the Rams. You couldn't stop Tony Ballard. How are you going to stop these guys? (laughs) All right,
3: first of the 1 o'clock games, another big one, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tennessee Titans. I warned you about this being a potential problem with the injuries that they had to the defensive line, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Titans because of that. I think they're going to be able to control the clock, really. Saints with no Rankins, no Davenport, that's going to make it a lot harder, and I think you're going to see a lot of double teams or even a lot of Taylor LeJuan against Cameron Jordan, which could be a tough matchup for them. And if the Saints have to blitz more often, then you got the middle of the field, and the secondary depth for the saints has still been an issue and the titans receivers have played better ryan Tannehill's played better obviously
2: i think he's the best quarterback in football since he started over there yeah so i, I think, think he's one every and set. i think those receivers
3: whichever one won't be taken out by Lattimore, whoever those receivers will be i think will strive as a result if they have to blitz more and if not i think it'll be derrick henry and even Dion lewis i think could play well as a pass catching back too I think this is a tough matchup without those guys up front for this run defense, especially with the size of Derrick Henry. And I think it will help him control the clock. The other concern I have with the Saints, too, is which are we going to finally see the Alvin Kamara we're supposed to see? That's the matchup that they should expose in this game, but I just don't know if I could trust it. He really hasn't been the same, and I don't know why. You would think he could strive more, especially in the time that Breeze was out. But ever since Breeze came back, he really hasn't played well, so it's kind of weird. And that's the matchup that they should expose. So the Titans don't have great outside linebackers in coverage, or, or with the exception of Bayard, safeties. But even Bayard's more of a zone coverage guy, so that's kind of weird. So I'm going to take the Titans in this game. I'm going to take the upset,
2: 27-23. I'm taking, New, I'm taking New Orleans here. I think that you're going to see Drew Brees... Not he's listen, He's not gonna do what we did on Monday night. He's not. I'm not saying that. But I think what you saw Monday night was a team click. The Colts defense is very similar to this team's. Really? You think on so? talent level,
3: the Titans have a lot more talent, and even schematic. But in the I I think front, it's it's very seven. different.
2: All right, maybe not. Mm. Um, but I. No, you're right. The Titans are a better defensive team as far as talent goes. But the Titans, and I've said this all year long, the Titans are a one-week playoff team. The next week, they don't. They win games they should lose, and they lose games they should win. This is a must-win for the Titans. A must-win. You're not in the playoffs. Pittsburgh is. New Orleans needs this to win home field. I think they get it. I think that they're a better suited team for the situation that the both teams are in right now. The leadership is there. Ryan Tannehill's never been this spot before. I'm going to say New Orleans wins this football game. Michael Thomas, good luck. Good luck, whoever it is. And no Adore Jackson, no Malcolm Butler. Logan Ryan's been great this year, but no one stopped Michael Thomas all season long. Drew Brees finds his guy, and here's another matchup you're not talking about. Jared Cook might go off too. I, I like the matchup for the Saints tight ends in this one. Saints win 31 17 over the Titans.
3: Alrighty, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Jets. I picked an upset for the Titans. I'm going to pick an upset here. I'm going to take the New York Jets to win this game. There's a lot of factors to this, one of which is their run defense is still very strong, they're still second in the league. They were, again, exposed a little bit against the Ravens, but the Ravens can run on pretty much anyone, (laughs) and we've seen that all year. That's really the only blip they've had lately. The Jets' run defense has been phenomenal. Their pass defense has still been an issue, but the Steelers' receivers really don't scare me right now. you got fast guys with Deontay Johnson and James Washington, but there have also been guys who have had drop problems too, so I don't think that's really going to be as much of a mismatch as people think. The Jets, they don't have much of a pass rush, but... Greg Williams has been creative, and I, it's allowed them to get more pressure on the quarterback lately. And then offensively, yeah, the Steelers have a big advantage, or defensively the Steelers have a big advantage on the Jets' offensive line, but the Jets also have other advantages with pass-catching backs, and I think they're tight ends as well, which Sam Donald has relied on a lot. And then the biggest factor of all, the on Bell revenge game. He left the Steelers very sour, and they him saying now, oh, they wanted to trade for me. They want him back. I think that could get in their head a lot. And I know he wants to – if there's anything he wants to do, they want he wants to keep him out of the playoffs. And I think he does well in this game. I'm going to take the Jets, very low-scoring game,
2: 17-13. If both teams were fully healthy, I'd agree with you. I disagree with you completely right now, though. And I trust me, I didn't want the Steelers in the playoffs either. But I will say right now that the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing very good football. I don't care if Delvin Hodges or Mason Rudolph is the quarterback. Here's the problem. They're fully healthy, and the Jets are a damn walking injury report themselves. No Jamal Adams. No who's stopping James Conner. The second-best run defense in the NFL. (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a pretty big day, I'd imagine. I would venture to say this could be the game that people go, all right, he's the number one after all. Now, I understand that you say they're the second-best run defense in the NFL, and here's the kicker. The Jets aren't going to move the football in this football game. T.J. Watt's not going to get stopped by that line, and Minka Fitzpatrick has been the best defensive player in football since going to Pittsburgh. And no Jamal Adams, probably no Robbie Anderson, no Demarius Thomas, no Bilal Powell, and Le'Veon Bell. I would have agreed with you if he didn't hate the Jets more than he hates the Steelers. So, I uh, will take Pittsburgh in this football game. 20-14 to 14 over the Jets.
3: All right. The biggest tank poll of all time. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take the Bengals to win this game. I think it'll be higher scoring than people specs even though with both these offenses struggling these defenses are struggling more especially in the front seven i think both teams will be able to run in this game but the Bengals are the better running back so that's simple as that and even with no on and tate i think the other receivers will go off too miami will settle for field goals like they've done pretty much the entire time and i think and the bangles yeah and i think the bangles i think the Bengals. they played close for a while in certain games i think they're due to squeak one out i'll take the Bengals 27 23
2: I'm actually going to agree. I think Cincinnati does win this football game, and I think Joe Mixon has a career day. Career day. Also, secondary for Cincinnati is not as bad as people think. Devontae Parker, I don't think, is going to get that open. And Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to turn the ball over. So I think William Jackson, Jesse Bates, and uh, Drake
3: Kirkpatrick. Yes,
2: could go off. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup for him. I will take Cincinnati in this football game. to over the Dolphins.
3: Alright, the other tank bowl, the Giants and the Redskins. This one uh, I think will be a little more low scoring, even though the Giants defense has really struggled. The Redskins offense hasn't been much better. They've progressed a little bit, which is why I I think they will win this game. Haskins has played a little better. He's spreading the ball around, which he kind of has to do with not very good targets on this team. And the Giants secondary, like I said, have really struggled. I think the Giants front seven will hold them to field goals, which could keep it interesting. But Daniel Jones' first game back, still not 100% probably. Front seven for the Redskins has played a lot better. I I will favor them in this game. I'll take the Redskins 23-17.
2: I think Saquon's going to have a phenomenal day. Uh, Apparently Evan Ingram's back. Daniel Jones is back. Shepard's playing. Uh, I think the Giants will win this football game. I do. I think that Dwayne Haskins comes back down to earth. I think that the lack of weapons will hurt the Redskins against the bad secondary of the Giants. I think you're going to see a couple of fumbles from the Redskins. And Landon Collins will probably be the best player on the field for the Redskins defense. Problem is, he's going to be at one spot at a time. I will take the Giants in this football game 24-21 over the Redskins.
3: All right, a game with a little more meaning. The Baltimore Ravens uh, at the Cleveland Browns. I so badly wanted to take Cleveland in this because I do think the Ravens are too hot, and I do think they're going to come back. The problem is I just can't see it with this lack of run defense. They just don't have anything that can stop the run right now. So I just, even if the Ravens are a little more conservative with Lamar Jackson, which I do think they will be to try to preserve him for the playoffs, I I still think it'll be dynamic in some way or the backup running backs will go off and I just don't see it. And I just think the defense just matches up too well against a bad offensive line. Nick Chubb will, I think Nick Chubb will play well. And I think David Njoku can play well. But I think the secondary and the receivers will cancel out. And Baker will turn the ball over some too. I think kind of defense, special teams, and coaching will just win in this game. I think it will be close. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Browns won the game because I do think the Ravens are too hot. And again, if they do lose, I don't think it's a bad loss. I think it could be a good loss for the Ravens to refocus. But I do think they'll still squeak out the win here. I'll, t- I'll pick the same score I did for the Redskins 23 17, Ravens.
2: You didn't do it, but I am. I am taking the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns in this football game are playing for the fact of. Here's the interesting part. Odell Beckham Jr. plays his best football when his name is being thrown around the most. I think Odell's going to have a game. I really, I think he's due. By the way, the best game of his career came against the Baltimore Ravens 222 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, that, that happened. So got the game winner too in yeah. less than a minutes ago. I remember that game. Odell went off so I, he knows Harbaugh. Harbaugh knows him but Odell likes to go off against the Ravens. Jarvis Landry's not going to allow them to double team like the, they did against the Giant game. I'm not saying he goes off 200 yards but Odell's going to remind people I'm a pro bowler. I'm a pro bowler. That O in my name stands for Pro Bowl. I'm, uh, I'm taking Cleveland this football game. I think the offense sinks. And you're right, Nick Chubb is going to run up and down the field. I don't think the Ravens are as good of a run-stopping team the past few weeks. It's going to make John Harbaugh focus in on that again. Cleveland wins this football game 28-24 over the Ravens. And don't be surprised if Lamar Jackson only plays the first half And six. I so badly wanted to pick him. I just can't trust that run defense
3: for Cleveland at all. If they were even average, I'd probably pick. Here's them. a matchup
2: too. You gotta look at Denzel Ward and Hollywood Brown. I like Denzel Ward too. I don't
3: think they'll be throwing much outside anyway. I think it'll just be a lot of running and tight ends. Sherbert,
2: Sherbert on Andrews. I like too. There's maybe. there's a lot of there's a lot of matchups that favor the Browns. This the football. problem is
3: Sherbert's gonna have to guard the run a lot though too. Just because they do a lot of read options and they, oh, Vernon plays. Need, Vernon plays. They need That's somebody. Your
2: help. They need somebody to be a spy. So I, I uh, Vernon. Vernon can do it if he plays. I think I, I think. I so. think this game could be a blowout.
3: Well, they don't have a smart defensive coordinator either, so that doesn't help either.
2: Easy, easy, big fellow.
3: All right, uh, two more meaningless games in on the one o'clock hour. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Uh, I'll take Atlanta in this game. It'll be close. The defense for the Falcons have been, has been a lot better. They did well last week against the 49ers, which I kind of expect them to. I Remember I said that game would be close, and their defense did play well in that game for, for Atlanta. And I think, again, they'll do it well here. Fournette will play well, I think, against a smaller kind of front seven with speed rusher-type defensive linemen. So I think he will play well, and I think – the t- uh, not tight ends. The uh, slot receivers can play well in this game for Jacksonville because they do like to spread the ball around. But I think Atlanta can take away the top guys very easily. And their offense, I think, plays well. Even without Calvin Ridley, we saw them play well last week. So I'll take Atlanta
2: 27-21. I agree. Um, I also agree with Garrett Sheffield Jr. that Jeff Kent is not a uh, Hall of Famer in this class. I think we talked about Jeff Kent, right? I think I had
3: him in and I think you had him out. Okay. Uh, I
2: definitely had him out, but okay. yeah, that was uh, interesting. Uh, Atlanta Atlanta wins the football game, it's close guard to makes his team play better. I actually like DJ Chark against uh, Desmond Trufant. Chark is faster and he's the same size, so I like that a lot. Also, Leonard Fournette is going to be able to run up the field. I don't Deion Jones is gonna to be too worried about all the receivers going over the middle and stuff. I think this game is close, but ultimately Julio Jones and Matt Ryan win the football game. I will say Matt Ryan puts up 28. Gardner Minshew puts up 21. All right,
3: last of the one o'clock games, another rookie quarterback debuting, the Carolina Panthers at the Indianapolis Colts, the first start for Will Greer. And I think he wins. I think he wins, and I think the Panthers win this game. The Colts have continued to be in a free fall. I don't trust their defense at all right now. Darius Leonard could only do so much and the problem is the Panthers have a lot of similar type skill players and I think Will Greer will be able to strive on that. He's got a big arm against a secondary that has struggled and I think he plays well. Remember I was saying that he has a chance. I think he's a project, but I think he has a chance to be one of the better quarterbacks in this draft class and I think he'll show it in this game. Some big big plays against a defense that has struggled.
2: I agree. We got somebody on the phone so I'm going to make this quick. I do agree that the Colts have been in free fall. I, this game will be close. I don't think it's a blowout. Chris McCaffrey will keep this game close. Indianapolis got humiliated on Monday night. They're not going to get – Frank Reich's too good of a coach. He's too good – people want him fired. You're out of your mind. Yeah, you're out of your mind. You're out of your goddamn mind. Andrew Luck retired. Hello. And this team won six games. That, that's an impressive feat. The Colts win this football game out of respect for their head coach. over the Panthers. I know I've said that score a lot. All right, so my score was 27-17 Panthers. I didn't say it, but all right. Here's Uh, our caller. Welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you?
3: Tyler!
0: Errol?
2: That's right. Uh Uh-oh. Who did I sound like there? Me when I say trade him now. (laughs) Am I in trouble again?
0: Uh, no, actually you're not. Um, I want to make my picks because I wasn't there tonight. I've been running around taking care of some things.
3: So. All right, we just finished the one o'clock games. Uh, you want to do the you want to do the Saturday ones? Uh, we'll start with those. Yeah, let's do the Saturday All right, one. so Tec- I'll go through them quick. Texans, Bucks. We had uh, we both have Houston. I had 30-14, Tyler at thirty to seven.
0: I got the Texans two twenty one to seven.
2: Patriots, Bills.
0: Mhm. Um, where It's going to be at Buffalo, right? No,
2: no, it's in New England. Foxborough. They played in Buffalo.
0: Uh, I got I got New England in this game. Uh,
3: 27-24. All right, Rams 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, in San Francisco,
0: I have the 49ers. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say 21-17.
3: All right, Saints at the
2: Titans.
0: Saints are going to win this game, very, very close game. It's going to come down to the wire. I see (laughs) 31-28.
2: Down to the wire. I get what you did there. Good job.
3: I actually took the upset with the Titans. Tyler also took the Saints. Steelers at the Jets.
0: Steelers win this game. Um, The game's not going to be even close. I think uh, the offensive line's going to get killed in this game. They're really going to get killed in this game. And the secondary is going to – the Jets have no wide receivers. The secondary is going to gobble it up. Oh, Megan Fitzpatrick's I'm gonna, I'm, just
2: going to free-fall the ball. I'm sorry? Megan I'm sorry. Fitzpatrick's just going to be told, fall wherever the ball goes.
0: Yeah, because there's no wide receivers. They're going to be able to catch uh, the ball in this particular game. Uh, Demarius Thomas is out for the rest of the season. Um, I got I, – I don't have the Jets, so I, I'm going to I'm going to say the Jets lose, and I think Pittsburgh
3: wins 24-14. All right, the tank ball, Bengals-Dolphins.
0: Bengals-Dolphins? Yeah. I actually got the Bengals in this game. We did, um, too. I, I got I got the Bengals in this game. It'll be a close game. I got the Bengals 17-14.
3: All right, tank ball two, Giants-Redskins.
0: I got the the Giants. I got the Giants in this game. I think the Giants win the game. Saquon Barkley's going to run all over the Washington Redskins. Uh, Saquon looked good last week. I think he's going to look even better this week. Um, uh, he better look better. I need him for my fantasy. So. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's a couple. Yeah, a hundred dollar on league. Yep. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to take I'll take the Giants in this game. Again, another close game. The Giants will have a really big lead early in the game. Redskins will come back. And it'll come down to the wire, but all in all, I think the Giants will win this game. 27-20.
3: All right, Ravens-Browns.
0: Uh, the Ravens are going to have this game. There's no way the Browns are going to stop uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks terrible this year. I, I think this, I think you're going to see a lot of changes this year, uh, this coming off season for the Browns. Oda Beckham-Iceph will be gone. The coach is going to be fired. Uh, Obviously, Kareem Hunts will go elsewhere. This team's going to be completely cut apart. They were expected to win this year. They're not going to win this year. They're not making the playoffs. Lamar Jackson, yes. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens win this game 40-20.
3: I actually have the Ravens, too, but I had it close. Tyler is picking the Browns with the upset. All right, Jags and Falcons.
0: Jags and Falcons. Uh, Jags and Falcons. It's a good game. But I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to win this game. They surprised the world last week when they beat San Francisco. I, I think they're going to surprise the I, I don't think there's nothing to surprise with uh, this particular game. I got the Falcons winning this game 21-10.
3: All right, Panthers-Colts.
0: Tampa wins this game. Uh, Colts don't win.
3: Panthers. No, not, not Tampa.
0: Oh, who? I'm sorry? Panthers.
3: Carolina Panthers, not Tampa.
0: Oh, Carolina Panthers and the Colts, right? Yes. I got uh, Carolina in I think Carolina will win this game. They haven't looked very good since they fired their coach. You know what? Eat that. I- I'll take Indianapolis in this game. I'll take I'll take. I'll, I'll listen to Tyler on this one. I-, I think. I don't know why I said that, but I'll listen to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tyler's grinning over there. Because <laughs> you know what this finally take- means? He's finally gonna be right for once on the network. That's what that means.
0: I uh, uh, I don't know about that. Um, you're definitely not right ninety percent of the time, so that's an
2: exaggeration.
0: Uh, yeah, well don't get Oh me wait, started.
2: that's your opinion.
0: No, it is a fact. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna take the Indianapolis Colts. And I do believe they're gonna they're gonna fire Frank Wright at the end of the season.
3: You're really really. I I, I I'm can't really imagine not. that they're not a very really talented don't. team and they
2: they hung tough for a while
0: i think i think they're gonna i think they're gonna fire yeah
2: they lost a a generational talent at quarterback i
0: understand what they lost but i think they're gonna go elsewhere and i think they're gonna i think they're gonna hire another coach Cause there's right. a couple of really good coaches there's a couple of really good coaches out there unless
3: they're gonna there. bring back jim caldwell it makes no sense if frank Wright gets fired i hope the giants overpay for him
2: massively right <laughs> Right. All if right, you're well, a Giants fan, I you should be rooting going. for it. I, I think <laughs> Indianapolis
0: will win this game twenty four twenty one and, and I think they won't fire Frank Wright at the
2: MVP. If so, they go in eight, he ain't gonna fire.
3: Alright, so we're on to the four o'clock games. We haven't done these yet. So well you wanna have him go first and then we'll we'll go after that. Uh, yeah. Alright, so Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Oh so it's me? Yeah, yep. you're gonna go uh, first. I,
1: I,
0: all right, Seattle's winning this game. I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, he's the MVP of the league this year, even though Lamar Jackson's been sensational. I still think Russell Wilson has been just a unique quarterback. He's changed. Uh, he's become more of a pocket presence now this year than we've seen in a very long time. I think he's been incredible. Um, I got Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks winning this game uh, 28-14.
3: Yeah, I got Seattle as well. I think the Cardinals could spread them out a little bit with the wide receivers. I think they'll keep it close in the first half, and then Seattle will just run away with it. The Cardinals have struggled with big plays. The Seahawks have great big play receivers, even just losing Josh Gordon. Now, Russell Wilson could stretch the field. I think you'll get a lot of big plays here, and the Seahawks are at home. Arizona usually hangs tough in Seattle, but I can't imagine it here. 31-20
2: Seahawks. Blowout city. Uh, Russell Wilson puts his stamp on the MVP case. 38-14. Russell Wilson wins the MVP after this. Alright, another kind of meaningless
3: game. Raiders at the Chargers. Uh,
0: it's, this is this is going to be an interesting game because the Raiders are now out. I, I can't see them physically making the playoffs now. And, and Josh Chargers Jacobs just, is out. The Chargers are horrendous. I mean, they're, just, they're a team... and uh, James missed practically the whole season and uh, since the odds played, this defense hasn't looked the same. It's amazing how one player can change the understanding of what a defense could be. And this was one of the best defenses in football last year. This is one of the worst defenses in football this year. It, it's unbelievable how the transition has. And Phillip Rivers looks old. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think we've seen the, the last of Philip Rivers, and I think we've seen the last of Eli Manning. Uh, I think it's a new generation of quarterbacks. I'm going to take... Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. The Oakland Raiders and Sean Gruden, which has had – I was very surprised. Sean Gruden has had a sensational season. He really has. Uh, I, I've been very impressed with the development of some of the young players. they have just been very impressed with them. I, I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders in this game uh,
3: 21-14. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders too. I think this will be actually more of a high-scoring game because the Raiders' defense has really struggled too. I agree with you. I think Phillip Rivers will be gone at the end of the season, but I do think he plays well in this game They're, with all the receiving talent they have against a pretty bad secondary, not great pass rush. The problem is the Chargers outside of the pass rush really don't have much of that either. Casey Hayward can shut down one side, but that's really it. Derek Carr I think plays well. And I do think their other running backs will play well in this game too. They played well the first time Jacobs was out against the Titans and made that game very interesting for three quarters until Tennessee ran away with it. And obviously the Titans are a much better defense than the Chargers are. So I'm going to take the Raiders. It'll be close. Shootout.
2: 31-28. Now, I'm alone on this one. That's fine. Um, I think the Chargers win this football game. I think they're going to be able to control the clock with Eckler and Gordon Moore. I think Phillip Rivers is really going to be able to control the game with short throws to Keenan Allen because who the hell is in the Oakland secondary? And also... I'm really, really expecting Derwin James to kind of look normal again. Derek Carr is an absolute great quarterback, but he's also very keen to turnover turnovers. With Joey Bosa on one side, Derwin James ball hawking around. I do think that's going to be a tough game for the Chargers. I have the Raiders. I apologize. Plus, they're at home. So if you if you <laughs> does that ever matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But you know, you would like to think that matters somewhat. So, I will say San Diego wins this football game 30-27 to 27 over the Raiders.
3: All right, Lions at the Broncos, another meaningless game.
0: Lions at the Broncos. I got the Broncos in this game. I've been very impressed with Mr. Locke. I, I think he's
2: has been I tell you really
0: impressive. What
2: happened? Uh, I was telling Speedy, what did I tell you about Drew Locke? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, listen, Mikey, C loved him. My kids, he loved them when he was uh, drafted. He thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft. He fell to the second round. The Broncos snagged him up. He's been very impressive. Let's see what he could do in a full season. That's something that I definitely want to see next year. But I think he's been very impressive with a little bit I've seen of him. And the offensive lines play very, very well in front of him. So uh, the team is playing for him. I've been very impressed. Give me the Broncos in this game, 34-14.
3: Yeah, I think it'll be a blowout, too. I think the Lions' defense has really struggled. Now, obviously, a tough trip to Denver, the altitude, which I think for a big-arm quarterback like Drew Locke, he's definitely been able to benefit in. The Lions' secondary outside of Slay has really struggled. And I think the Broncos can also get a great run game, too. Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, I think they could play well. The Lions, especially the outside run, really struggle. And offensively, they don't really match up well either. TJ Hawkinson, I think, will play well but that's really it. I think Chris Harris and Kenny Galladay kind of cancel, and I trust the Broncos secondary right now. They played really well under Vic Fangio. I'm going to take the Broncos huge as well, 26 to 10.
2: It's a shame because Matt Stafford had this team playing very well till he got hurt. Um... I really want to take Detroit in the upset because I do think that Detroit's going to go in there and keep this game very close. I think Denver is going to win regardless, but I do think Detroit will keep this game close. Um, and also the leg of Brandon McManus is something that people don't talk about enough. That special team for Denver is always pretty good. Um, Denver will win this football game. I do think that it will be closer than you guys think, but uh, I will go 24-14 Denver over the lines. All
3: right. For the NFC East, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Well, I will, I will tell you this. Matthew Stafford will not be a Lion next year. And I promise you on that one. Matthew Stafford, that's a sensational year. I've heard they're, they're keeping their coach. He has had his differences with the coach. And I believe um, Matthew Stafford will be traded in the off season. And I think they can get a first-round draft pick for Matthew Stafford. Oh, they're going to get more, more than, than that. Back. I, I think he's an elite quarterback in this league, and I think yes. somebody's going to grab him and is going to have a very good quarterback He's going to steal a quarterback from a Lions team that doesn't realize how great he really is. I have a spot so, for him, too,
3: um, for a coach that likes to take in veteran quarterbacks, Tampa. I could see that he's working. He's young, too.
0: He's still young. He's yeah, he's thir- I think he's
3: 30-31, if I remember
1: correctly.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a young guy. He's still young, and he's I, I got an unbelievable... I think I think other people underestimate his arm. I, I think he's, he's he's got one of the best arms in yes. all of football. I, I think he's a, he's a great quarterback. But Underrated um, on yes, the team that yes. he's there. Top you ten. Know? So I'm sorry?
2: He's a top ten quarterback.
3: I
1: agree.
2: I
0: think I think he could be a top five quarterback. I, I think he's been elite. Look at his numbers. He's an elite quarterback. He's got elite numbers. Look at the team he's played for all for these all these years. Uh he's been an incredible quarterback. It's a shame that he's on a terrible team. That doesn't really give him enough weapons. That's just, it's just sad. But,
3: he's never had a running you know, back in his life.
0: No, but he's...
3: He had Calvin he's Johnson. Never had a, Oh, yeah. He had, he had, no, he had, another, he had receivers. He didn't ever. He's just never yeah. had a running back.
0: <laughs> he had Calvin Johnson. That's it. I mean, and, and Calvin Johnson's a special player, but uh, that's all he's had. And i I, I, I got to say, Matthew Stafford is a sensational quarterback. He really is. So, I... I I like him a lot, and I think, you know, I think a lot of teams would love to have Matthew Stafford. Love Matthew Stafford. So, uh, he will be traded. As far as the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cowboys, that's a bet that I think we need to continue uh, on uh, betting for. I, I, I want to I bet you on that. You said Philadelphia's going to win the game. I beg to therefore. I think Dallas is going to win this game. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game by a huge margin. So, uh, I, I, I There's just something about this game that uh, everybody keeps talking about. Well, well, Philadelphia, you know, big game. And, and Carlson once came out and said, "This is the biggest. This is the biggest game he's ever played against the Cowboys." Everybody said that Carlson. And Carlson, you haven't been the same quarterback since you come back. I like that. Got better numbers
2: than Dak. Like like, no, he doesn't. I like not this Yes, he does. Not this season, Yes, he no. does. Look at his numbers. Not,
0: this year. not Look at this
2: year. his numbers.
0: Uh, go look at his numbers. DQ Elliott has been. Very poor, you know. He's been good this year, but not a Zeke Elliott. I think he's going to have a great game against this defense. I really do. I mean, he and just
2: dominated he, the Rams. I'm sorry? He just dominated the Rams.
0: Zeke mm, Elliott, is. Uh, I think he's up for the task. I think he's going to. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. Um, uh, in this game, I I like the Dallas Cowboys in this game I a huge margin too. So I. I like them thirty and fourteen. I, I think they're going to win this game. I think it's not that. that's going to. I think the defense is going to play well again for a second week. I think they're going to be able to get to Carson Wentz. I think they're going to cause havoc in the middle. And the offensive line, as good as the offensive line's been in the last couple of years, they look—they don't look as good as they've been in the last couple of years. So um, I think they're vulnerable. I like the Dallas Cowboys.
3: Alright, uh, this is going to be I think one of those old school NFC East games You're going to see very sloppy I think you're going to see a Good pass rushing both ways Because you're right, the Eagles line Without Lane Johnson is definitely not the same With Vitai or Dillard Whoever's going to be starting there So I think I think the Cowboys pass rush Will end up making a difference Where I disagree with you is the run defense is still strong for Philly And it has been strong all season And I think that will help, that will help them stop Ezekiel Elliott Dak I mean, he's got to play, but he's not exactly playing 100% either. I think that'll end up making a difference. And I think that yesterday, or yesterday, last week, you saw some of the throws, even with the, the hairline fracture in his hand, you saw some of his throws were kind of low. He was missing to the side a lot, which, again, if you're going to play the Eagles, you got to attack the outside, which I think he can to an extent, but I think it'll be hard. I don't think Carson Wentz plays great either. I think the run game for the Eagles, though, does, and I do think – Wentz actually will play well in terms of rolling out and extending plays. Not really throwing deep downfield, but I think him and the tight ends, I think, will end up having good chemistry. And no Van Der Esch for Dallas. I think that will end up making a difference too. And the Eagles just always play better in the second half of the season, especially in December. And I think this will be another big game Dallas loses. They're just notorious for it. I'll take the Eagles 23-20. to
2: I want to make this perfectly known right now. When the Cowboys lose this football game, I don't want to hear any complaining about referees. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, we got screwed, Uh, blah, 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 blah. Unless there's a, I don't know, uh, Robbie Coleman hit to a defenseless receiver in this football game. I don't want to hear anything. They're going to lose this football game. If you look at the numbers, Carson Wentz, besides yards, higher completion percentage, better touchdown-interception ratio, I'm taking Wentz. I am, and I think Carson Wentz has less weapons around him. And here's the other thing. Who's covering Zach Ertz? Greg Ward is a six. Was he even drafted in the sixth round? I'm not sure. He is a late-round draft pick or an undrafted guy that Carson Wentz had chemistry with, basically on the fly. Now, Nelson Aguilar looks like he's going to play. Jordan Howard looks like he's going to play. The Eagles are going to make this game interesting. They are not by any stretch of the means, not even the home stretch, are they going to go out there and lay an egg at home? If this was in Dallas, I understand what everybody's talking about. The Dallas Cowboys just blew out the Rams because Toy Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott ran for damn near 300 yards. Dak Prescott, by the way, has a bum shoulder. I don't think that's good. I do not think that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to figure out that Dak Prescott doesn't have a bum shoulder. Dak Prescott's going to have a hard time throwing against that defense. They're going to take away Zeke, or they're going to limit Zeke, and they're going to limit the running game. Jason Witten is not going to be able to win this football game for the Cowboys. He's going to have to hit Amari Cooper. He's going to have to hit Randall Cobb. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I think he's going to have the time to do it. I'm taking Philly. over the Cowboys. And, yeah, I've said that score a lot, but I just think they're going to rout them.
3: All right, Sunday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. Matt Nagy versus his former coach when he was an offensive coordinator.
0: I got Kansas City. I have Kansas City in this game. Uh, Mahomes is looking to strong form in the last couple of weeks. I, I like what I see with Mahomes. This offense is starting to hit on all cylinders, and by the way, the defense is starting to wake up. Spagnola's defense is starting to wake up. The team is starting to figure out what this defense is all about. They're going to be a really scary team. Spags has really transitioned this defense to be a completely blitz-happy defense that can get to the quarterback. I like this defense in the playoffs, especially against the Patriots and some of these teams that have terrible offensive lines. Even if they get to the the Patriots. What happened?
2: They might not even get to the Patriots.
0: So I'm just saying, I like this team. They can get to the quarterback. They're a scary front seven. Um, and this ble- these different blitz packages that he uses, bringing up the safeties, moving them in the middle, shifting the line at the line of scrimmage. You've seen a lot of things that you saw with the Giants in 2007. You see that with Kansas City this year. And now they're starting to figure it out. And, and that's going to be a scary defense when they start to figure it out because I think Spag's got the weapon at the front at the front seven. So, I like Kansas City in this game. I think they're going to I think they're going to be a better defense in this game than Chicago is going to be this game. I like Kansas City. Kansas City wins the game
3: 28-14. Yeah, I like Kansas City a lot in this game too. The Bears outside of Kyle Fuller really have had trouble in their secondary for much of the season and Patrick Mahomes has done it with many different receivers with Hill being hurt a lot with Hardman being hurt at times and Watkins obviously he's always hurt. So he's done it with pretty much everybody. So he has trust in these guys and I think you'll get, see a lot of big plays. Uh, Chicago will put some pressure on Mahomes, but Mahomes does a nice job extending plays. And the Chiefs' offensive line has played a lot better in the second half of the season. And I agree with you on the defense. They're definitely progressing. They're actually a top-10 pass defense right now, and nobody realizes it. They're still iffy against the run. The problem is Chicago hasn't been great running the ball either. Cohen's been a little down this year. Montgomery's still trying to find his form. And obviously this offensive line, which overperformed last year, has not played well this year. So I think the Chiefs win, and the Chiefs win pretty big here in this one, 34-17.
2: Yeah, um... I agree. I actually agree with both you guys. I think this is a blowout. I think Kansas City routes him. Again, Kansas City's got something to play for. That should, they can get a bye. They can get home field as opposed to going to New England again. They could get New England to come back to Kansas City or Arrowhead. That's that's definitely an advantage that Andy Reid needs. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is, like you said, probably the one quarterback in the league that could elude Khalil Mack. And uh, the running game, not having a running game, is really irrelevant because Chicago is only going to really stop the run. They can't stop the pass. So I think Pat Mahomes is going to have a phenomenal day. And I don't think it matters where. And Travis Kelsey is going to be left alone because Tavathian's out. So I believe Tavathian's out. Yeah, it looks like it. But I don't know. It's going to be a blowout, though. I'll take Kansas City 31-7 over the Bears. Uh,
0: by the way, there's a lot of quarterbacks that can get away from Khalil, Khalil Mack in the league. One one of them you absolutely hate, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <the other> one, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring about. up. The one, and, 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 and the other one, Russell Wilson. So he you said a, a lot.
2: You named two. Uh,
0: there are a lot. You want me to think of them? There are a lot of quarterbacks that can get away from Khalil
2: Mack. I don't think He's you understand that Khalil Mack runs like a 4-4.
0: I, I think I know who Khalil Mack is because no, I No, that's not Khalil what
2: Mack. I said. Khalil Mack is just as fast as Lamar Jackson is. Uh, uh,
0: no, I, I doubt it. Okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. They call, if Lamar Jackson runs 19 miles per hour. I don't think Khalil Mack can do that. A 250-pound lineman. Sorry, that's not going to happen. I don't know what you're drinking or what you're smoking. Okay. iced uh, so, Ice Tea. Uh, if you put Lamar Jackson, you put Lamar Jackson in a race against Khalil Mack, he will burn him. So that's I, not I what no you said.
2: You said loot. Khalil Mack is oh, going to get That's uh, true. That's an agility stat. Hey, no
0: There is no way he's anywhere close to his feds, What the hell did he just Jackson. say? So,
1: so.
2: I don't know. What? Right. I don't know. I thought you just said some weird. <laughs> I don't know. I said, All right. No
0: way, I said there's no way in hell he, he would be able to beat Lamar Jackson in a foot race.
2: That's great. It's not a foot race. It's about getting to him to hit him.
0: Oh, okay. And and how many people have gotten to Lamar Jackson this year? Mm, not a
2: lot. A no, lot have gotten go. to him, they just whiff. Yeah, because
0: they can't catch him. Now uh,
2: let's go. All right,
3: Monday Night Football. A huge game for the NFC North. The Green Bay Packers oh, at the Minnesota Vikings. Oh,
0: this is going to be a fun game. This is going to be. A- uh, Minnesota's at home, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like Minnesota in this game. Um,. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great
3: game. This is going to be a back-and-forth quarterback duel. (laughs) I think both defense, I
0: really do think so. Even though Minnesota's looked as good as they have in the last three weeks, to me, they've been the best defense in the last three weeks, easily, in football. But I just think Aaron Rodgers has got to, you know, when he plays a divisional game, he always plays well against Minnesota. It's always fun to watch. Um, But I think Minnesota, I think... uh, because it's the running game, um, Green Bay has a problem stopping the run. They have two dual threats uh, running up the middle. I think I think that's going to cause a lot of problems inside and out. Um, and the speed, the speed on the outside, Green Bay just can't catch some of these guys. So I think Green Bay is going to have a lot of problems in their secondary. I, I like Minnesota in this game. It's going to be a really close game. This is going to come down to the end. I'm going to take Minnesota in this game
3: 28-24. Go ahead, Speedy. I'm going to take Minnesota as well. I agree. I trust their defense right now a lot more than I trust Green Bay's. Green Bay's has kind of leveled down a little bit since the hot start they had in the beginning of the season. They haven't been bad. They've just been very average more than anything else. Uh-huh. And, again, the weak run offense without Dalvin Cook and the weak run defense, I think that will kind of cancel out, especially since the other guys played well last week. And, now, granted, the Chargers aren't a good run defense either, but can I? Can neither I, are the Packers.
2: Can I cut you off yeah. so I can pick, so I can pee? Yeah, go for it. Uh, This is a blowout to me. I think the Vikings win this football game 31-17.
3: All righty. Wow. Okay, I didn't expect that. Yeah, so I I think that'll end up making a difference. I just trust their will to run the ball a lot more. Xavier Rhodes, I think, against Devontae Adams, it will kind of cancel out. And while I think the other receivers can play well for Green Bay at times, I don't think it'll be the whole game. I still think the Vikings corners are more talented. Aaron Rodgers will play well The problem is I don't trust Aaron Jones to play well And I just don't think the offensive line For Green Bay will be able to hold up the whole time Against that Vikings pass rush So I'll take the Vikings close game I think they'll be held to field goals To keep it interesting I'll take them 23-21 to 21 Over the Green Bay Packers
0: Did he just say That he had to go to the bathroom?
3: Yeah he did that's why he had to pick.
0: On live, radio, on live radio.
3: That's why he had to pick before that. He said Vikings 3117, which I'm still surprised at because he normally hates on the Vikings.
0: Interesting. Really, really interesting. Well, uh, I absolutely enjoyed this text messaging duel. The text messaging duel that I had with him earlier today. So, um, Duel? Unfortunately, yes. Duel, yes. Duel, okay. Yes back and forth arguing and banter with this guy because he thinks that Aaron Boone is such a bad manager which is ridiculous. And analytics say that he's out of his mind. Do you know that if Aaron Boone wins three back-to-back-to-back 100-win seasons, he will be only one of three managers in baseball history to do that? Do you know that? Three.
3: There's uh, a very good chance of year, happening.
0: If, if, if he does that, he'll be only one of three Three managers in baseball history to do that. And that's coming from a horrible, horrible manager. So, <laughs> that she just shows you how much these guys know on our radio station. It's absolutely ridiculous that comes out of their mouth. And, and you'll want to know something. Just as bad as Jason Garrett, such a bad, man, bad, bad coach.
3: No, Jason Garrett, talk until next week.
0: Well, uh, I, I just, I've lost, I've lost my... My will to listen to some of these guys on our network. Well,
3: if the Cowboys win, you can definitely brag about that. And if that's the case, that'd probably be the one of the bigger wins for Jason Garrett. Well, well he uh, has returned. on the phone. Yes, he was taking shots
2: at you. All right, what do you got? Hello? What
0: do I got? What do I got? I got nothing. We got... knew that. Hello? got a moron that I, I talked to on the other line. That's what I... That's Why,
2: what I who'd am. you hang up and talk to? Anthony Carragher?
0: No, no, I'm talking to you. He <laughs> said
2: on the other line. Uh,
0: Matt, I, I... Listen, man. When... When you start looking at analytics more in, in, in a sports, analytic, broadcasting way, then we can argue points. Because you, you the one thing you'd lack, which you understand... Sports is all about analytics now, man. When when you look at when you look at books, you look at iPads. You see all the managers, even even in basketball now. You see the, the coach. He carries his binder. There's an iPad in his binder because he's got plays. He's got he looks at uh, different plays that work against certain different teams and what he studied when he when he watched film against the teams that he's he's playing every single night. So it's a completely different world. It's, techni- it's technical It's technology. Mologi
3: no, 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 a lot, no logical. <laughs> yeah, there Tech- you go. Uh. Um, Yeah,
0: Technog, there you go. Technog. That's, that's a good word. <laughs> technog. That's good. I like that. I that's like
2: good. that. I like that.
0: I like that. Technog.
2: You mm-hmm. like that? That's pretty
0: good. I like that a lot, actually. That's something smart you said today. I like Technog. Yeah,
3: he's um, quoting he's quoting the wise Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you like that? Well <laughs>
0: that's it. there are three things that I, I don't understand about Tyler. One, he thinks Kirk Cousins is a terrible quarterback. I think he's you, overrated.
2: That, that's I, not... You're
0: crazy. You, you, you think chasing Garrett's terrible.
2: No, I don't. Three. I agreed with you, you put. Oh, no,
0: oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Not you. I'm, that's not you. That's, that's the stupidity that comes out of Matty Capps' mouth. And Mike and all we the don't. other idiots. And the other idiots that think that they know what they're talking about. Um... Uh, the other thing that I, I can't stand, the Lamar Jackson hatred from you. I, I don't it's understand. not hatred. Baker,
2: He's a simplistic quarterback. The, the,
0: Baker, the Baker the Baker Mayfield love effect. I mean,
2: I I, haven't, I, don't, I don't even, even rave about. about Baker Mayfield. Shows what you know. I have Look, stopped raving. There's
0: nothing rave about. There's nothing rave <laughs> about. these stinks. That's what you're raving about. He stinks. He, you know what's funny? You said in the beginning, before the season started, Lamar Jackson was going to be the worst quarterback in the league.
2: No 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 no, in the no, 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 no.
0: Yes, you did. No, I said that at
2: the end of the season, he'd be the worst quarterback in the league.
0: You said he was going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And the guy that you said was going to be a top three quarterback is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. It's so funny. It all flip slopped on you right there. But, uh, you know, it's... I, I don't understand. Something I got ninety
2: nine percent of the list right. I got two guys flip flops. Oh, so kill me, God. But yeah, but you got, yeah, but there's a big difference right. in getting three and thirty two flip flops versus like ten and You're put seventeen. 99 percent
0: right. You're ninety nine percent right,
2: huh? What
0: you put Eli Manning at eleven? You put Eli Manning at eleven.
2: You're I put, would trust Eli. Put, yes.
0: You put, you put Philip Rivers at ten. Okay. You, you you were wrong completely. I,
2: I yeah, don't. in his in his
3: defense, you also loved the Chargers too at the start of the year. <laughs> right. Well, yes, I did love the Chargers, and everybody loved. The,
2: there was a lot of people. not just me that loved the Chargers. A right. lot of people loved the Chargers. Analytics say the Chargers were supposed to be better than this.
3: I know. And <laughs> analytics say how they are horrible in close games. but oh, right.
0: <laughs> I I I do I do say this: Derwin James has really affected their
3: defense.
0: Also. Well, right. I didn't plan for Derwin
2: James to miss ten weeks.
0: I mean, that, that really hurt their defense. Their defense is not the same without him. He's still not at 100%. You can see him when he's playing on the uh, on the field.
2: Right. So I, There I was no reason ridiculous. to even start him. He shouldn't even be no, playing. No, I, I don't
0: think he should be playing. Just like Sam should not be playing right now for the Jets. I think it's ridiculous oh. that Sam Darnold is playing. They're going to kill that kid.
2: If Errol Ar- Ar- doesn't I'll... bring up a Sam Darnold take, <laughs> I don't know if he's feeling well.
0: No, no I, I just, I'm being serious. I think Pittsburgh's going to hurt him. I think they're going oh, to T.J. Him. Watt's
2: going to hit him every snap.
0: I, I, I just think, I, I feel bad for him because the Jets put him in harm's way. And this kid's getting hit every game. Do you know Sam Donald is one of the, this year he's been hit more times than, I think there's only three other quarterbacks that have been hit more times than him. And he's missed a significant amount of games.
2: Yeah, these. he missed like what, so, six weeks? Yep.
0: Five, 5 He's been hit more times than uh, about 85% of the quarterbacks in the league. And he's missed like five
1: games this year. This
0: week. Yeah, I
3: think I think, this I think the Jets are fourth in sacks allowed, if I remember correctly. I think it's Jameis Winston, Kyler Murray, and Baker have been sacked the most, then I think it's Darnold.
0: I mean, it's ridiculous. The kid's getting killed. And um, I, I think the Jets are putting him in harm's way. And you have a franchise quarterback that is going to go into the offseason hoping that Joe Douglas figures this out. I think he will. I, I think he'll try to figure out how to protect him in the offseason. But, again... The Jets have a long way to go when it comes to wide receivers. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting because I'm hearing that the Jets might draft a wide receiver in the first round. So I, I've been hearing a lot of intake of different stories that I've read that uh, I that, that a lot of people think that the Jets are going to draft a wide well, receiver. Well, yeah, if,
3: if they miss out on the two tackles we were talking about, maybe that could be the best value for them because there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. Chase yeah, so Young. I, Chase Young probably won't be there where the Jets are picking.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think Chase Young. I think Chase Young, I think he's a bust. And I'm going to say it again. Really? I, I, I've said this already a million times. I think, Chase, I think Chase Young is going to be a bust in the NFL. I think we've heard a little too much about this kid, on how great he is, just like we thought David Clowney was going to be a beast in the NFL. He's been okay. He hasn't been great. And, and I forgot that everybody was trying to compare to Lawrence Taylor, Now they're comparing this <laughs> kid to Lawrence Taylor. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to
3: be hard for anyone to be Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was that special. (laughs) But uh,
0: I think the Bosas are a different breed. That's why when they come from Ohio State, how good they are. I I just. No, I don't think he'll he'll be better
3: than the Bosas. Snugs alert! I think he'll still be very good, though.
0: I think he's going to be a bust. I think he's going to be a bust. Snugs alert! I'm sorry? Snugs alert? What's up? What's up?
2: The caller does not seem to appreciate being a guest on the show. It is a high honor to make picks with gentlemen as wise and fun as Speedy and Tyler. Uh, perhaps he should relax and enjoy it rather than be aggressive and ultra-biased. Hashtag ban the beef. Hashtag heckle the heckler.
0: Well, thank you to the the, snug, uh, the ridiculous hat, who needs to be, um, you know, backed around a little bit, stuff him with a bunch of cupcakes or something. Because the guy has no idea what he's talking about half the time anyway. He's like a, you know, I'm not even going to say what I think of him sometimes. But I love Snug. He just, some of the things that come out of his mouth, and I appreciate him calling the show yesterday, but he's just outrageously stupid sometimes. So I I, I respect him as a person. Sometimes don't respect him as a caller. But that's just me. You know? Garrett but, Cole uh, deserved every penny. I'm
2: sorry? Garrett Cole deserved every penny the Yankees gave him. Garrett Cole? No, he doesn't. No,
0: he he doesn't.
2: Oh, absolutely. No, he
0: doesn't.
2: He's going to save your idiot manager from making stupid decisions.
0: (laughs) Oh, idiot manager? First of all, you're going to give a guy nine years $324 million. It's not
2: going to be nine years. He's opting out after five.
0: He's opting out in five years, Tyler. What are you, nuts? He's
2: He's going to opt out. out.
0: Tyler, I'm going to tell you this right now. The new CBA is going to come out. There is no way in hell. I'm going to repeat this. No way in hell.
2: Baseball is going to go up, not down. These
0: pitchers, these pitchers are going to make what they, what Daryl Cole just got. I'm telling you right now. You're going to see completely transition. This opener thing that you see with these pitchers, it's going to transition. League. You're going to see more and more teams this year do exactly what the Yankees have done, what Cleveland has done, with all these different teams have done. Oakland, these teams do it. I'm telling you, there is no way he's opting out of that contract. There's no way in hell. Because there's – I don't think you're going to see a pitcher get that contract ever. That is a huge, ridiculous contract, as good as Garrett Cole is. That's crazy. You're paying a guy thirty-seven, and a, almost $37.5 37 million dollars to pitch every fifth day. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry – I think he's a great pitcher. He's not worth $324 million. He is the second highest-paid player in Major League history. Second. Mm -hmm. And he's a pitcher. Mm -hmm. And he pitches every fifth day. That's a ridiculous contract. And to me, the Yankees will regret that. Even if they win a World Series, they will regret that contract. How do they regret winning a
2: World Series, though?
0: Because it's not one World Series in In a nine-year contract is not worth it.
2: No, it. that's what Garrett Cole even said. The object isn't one. The object's two or three. You yeah, win. Well, if you win that. at least, even if you win if you two, you, it was oh, worth it.
0: Dr. Lerner, do you know how hard it is to win a World Series? Oh,
2: I don't here think we you really... go.
0: It is super difficult to win World <sighs> What the Yankees did in the 90s was remarkable. Yes. That will never be seen again in We're baseball. We're going to be here till 12 o'clock. For a very, very long time. You're not going to see that again, Tyler. That's I not what I said. What I don't know what drugs you're taking.
2: Errol, it's nine years. Yes, and
0: they're going to win one. If you win
2: two in nine years, that's good enough. I'm not saying to win five in six years. They're
0: going to win one.
2: That's fine. That's fine if they win one. They'll probably add more depth than this.
0: They don't need to add more depth. They got great pitching. They have Domingo Harmon that's going to come back after a 30, 40 games suspension. More than that.
2: More than that. They, they
0: You're talking no? 80,
2: 85 games. I don't
0: think so. He just missed. He missed like 30 games in the playoffs. He's not missing more
2: than Yankee 30, imposed. Games. That had nothing to do with Major League Baseball. The Yankees imposed that on him. The Major League Baseball has to. I don't see the Yankees
0: giving him 80, days, 80
2: games. Major I League Baseball is in charge of this, not the Yankees. Uh, all
0: right. Major League Baseball is not going to give him that either.
2: I would think so. Reyes got 40. Chapman got 35. Uh, Herman's going to get more. He's just for the stupidity of it.
0: Herman missed 30 games in the end of the season, and he missed all of the playoffs. There's no way they're giving him 80 games. That's almost a year. What are you, nuts? They're not going to do that. In broad
2: daylight, daylight, in parade vu, this guy slapped his girlfriend in the face.
0: Oh, that what? me. Chapman, Chapman tried to kill his girlfriend and he, uh, he missed 30 games. Chapman tried to kill his girlfriend.
2: Braz he did too, him. he got 40.
0: Oh my god, no. Chapman pulled out a gun and shot a gun, okay? You have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe you should go and look at the, the, the thoughts of what happened two years Errol, ago with, uh, Errol, with Chapman.
2: That was at his yeah. house, correct?
0: What does
2: that mean? What does that matter? So if Domingo Herman openly slaps his girlfriend walking in the street, what do you think he's doing at home behind closed doors? <laughs> openly? Maybe I
0: should openly smack you for some of the things that come out
2: of your mouth. Oh, bring that it on, buddy. Mad. Come on. I'll wait for you.
0: Uh, really?
2: Yeah, I'll wait for you.
0: Really? I'll you be right come here. Over and smack? You want me to come over there
2: and smack you, huh? Mm, you can try. I'm
0: going to try? You can try. Well, obviously, you don't know... Who- I don't know who you think you're talking
2: to, man. I mean, I, I just, I, mean, I don't know why don't it's everything's a joke all the time. So, all right, go ahead. Slap me. Will it make you feel better? I don't think so.
0: No, it wouldn't make me feel better.
2: Okay, it, then. It, it,
0: the fact is, the fact is, the fact is, is when you look at some of the things that come out of some of you guys' mouth, it just, it just...
2: But I don't care what comes not. out of anybody else's mouth.
0: Yeah, well, that's the problem. That's
2: no, the it's problem not. I'm not in control of anyone else's mouth.
0: That's the problem with some of you guys is that you don't care about other people's shows. But so that's the wrong way of thinking. That's a really wrong way of thinking.
3: In Tyler's defense, because I saw him retweet the Morning Boys, though. <laughs> so
0: I clearly retweet. He, I'm clearly, the only one that retweets uh, anything. Clearly,
2: he did care today. I retweet <laughs> everything. I'm the only one that retweets anything. I'm the you only know one what's
0: that. Really funny. You know. You know what's really funny, and I shouldn't be talking about this on live radio. It's. You know, I give all you guys the Twitter account to to promote it. We're growing, in which I give a shout-out to um, myself for really <laughs> building, building our Twitter because nobody else is helping. And anyhow, guys that are going on our Twitter and using it for their own good, you know, for their own good, not for the network, which I think is ridiculous. So, and you know who you are, so I, I just... I don't have to say any more than that. So it just uh, I I read I read people completely different sometimes on our network.
3: By the way, did you tag me in that Philip Rivers video? Was that you?
0: I tagged you in a Philip Rivers video
3: cuz somebody no. did on our Twitter. They tagged me in a Philip Rivers video of him trash talking when they had a big lead against Jacksonville. Really? <laughs> yeah, they tagged me. in It's Probably to take a shot at me. Listen, I,
0: listen, I feel I feel bad for Philip Rivers because when when it when it crashes, it crashes hard for him, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I it, it just seems like these quarterbacks, Eli, just completely crashed, and now you're looking at Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger having a major surgery on his elbow. He's not going to be the same quarterback either. I, I just just I mean, these quarterbacks, they all went at the same time. They went at the same time. They're all going off at the same time. It's amazing. And I think that's one of the best quarterback classes we've ever seen. It really was. Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Mr. Tony Romo, who was not drafted, but he was in that draft. That was one of the best quarterback drafts we've seen in a very, very long time. I hope the Sam Darnold draft is going to turn out to be like that, and only time will tell. They're all very young. But um, I've, I, that was the best quarterback class of my era. I've never seen a quarterback class all, all four of them could be Hall of Famer. all of them. So it, it, it's incredible. It was a and that class, and you look at the draft, and that draft, that was a very good draft too. So,
3: um, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, not, I know, was third.
0: Uh, you got a lot of Hall of Famers in that draft, a lot. So I just, it was a great draft. It really was. So I, I it's a shame. When it rains, it pours. I think this is Brady's last year, too. I really do. I think this elbow problem that we're hearing now, it's been, people are saying it's a lot worse than people have said it to be. I think he's going to need elbow surgery. I think his career's over. He's 42, 43 years old. I think he's done. And I think he's leaving anyways this year. And I think Belichick, I think he's leaving this year, too. I think it's going to be, I told you this yesterday, Speedy. I think it's Josh McDaniel's team. I think, Belichick can move to the GM position.
2: Which is all they and, uh, need. And, well,
0: I, I don't think so.
3: I don't think Josh. But Josh, can Josh McDaniels coach to the same effect, too, though? Yeah,
0: I, I don't think Bill
2: Belichick's gonna coach still, still going to tell him what to do. It's not no, any different than what it is. I don't now. know about
0: yeah, that. First of all, you can't do that.
2: Yeah. What do you mean? It's illegal. You're not going to have powers to do that.
0: It's illegal. The GM cannot tell the coach in the middle of a football game what to do in football.
2: No, that's not it, what I said. It's during practice, he can help out and say, hey, listen, make what is sure this guy." Get...
0: What is that going to do in in-game, uh, you know, in-game play calling? Yeah, How the hell to... are you
3: going to do that? It's not even just play calling. It's micromanaging the game as well as Bill Belichick does. Well, <laughs> no one does I mean, that. It's... Right, but it... so, still, you have to remember all that yeah. to even just do it to an extent.
0: <laughs> it is the end of the Patriots' reign. That's what I'm going to say. It is. It's been, a, it's been a great run. Now we're going to see 10 or 12 years of bad football from them. And we'll see how the Patriots fans, because of this year, they're so angry because the Patriots are what? 10 or 11 and 3? Oh, my God. The Patriots are 11 and 3. I, I was reading some of the Twitter feeds of what these Patriots fans are saying about their team. Uh, their, they're booing their team when they got killed by Baltimore. I, it just, it, it's ridiculous. No, they were on it's the happened. road
3: against Baltimore.
0: Whatever. Um, not their last home game. The last Kansas City. game they had, City. They, they lost. They were booed off the field. Okay? It was ridiculous. You don't boo a team that's won six Super Bowls and they've been to three three or four Super Bowls in six years. It's ridiculous. And you want to know something? It just shows you how, how lame their fans are, a.k.a. Chef from Tampa, a.k.a. Snug the Cats, a.k.a. the fake Mikey C <laughs> Patriot fan. Okay? So that's why wow. I got to
2: say. Wow. Oh boy. What? The NFL just named the receiver.
0: Bobby Radio, take that.
2: The The NFL. Shut up! The NFL just announced the 10 wide receivers for the NFL team. Guess who's not on it? The 10 wide receivers for. The NFL 100 team. Guess who's not on it? Yeah. Terrell Owens. Really? Yeah. That's insane. That's, re- that's stupid. That's absolutely retarded. That's the Did dumbest. Did
0: you tell me to shut up? Is that what you
2: told me? Y- yes, Errol. I was trying to say something that's much more important than the Patriots booing the players off the field.
0: Well, no, it's not because Terrell Owens is past tense. Who cares if he made that? Who cares about the all ten great quarter wide receivers? That don't mean nothing. Numbers show you that Terrell Owens is one of the top three wide receivers of all time. I don't need the NFL putting him on a list to prove that, okay? <laughs> we all know that he was. So it's ridiculous. What they've done to Terrell Owens is a catastrophe. Yes. And you know what? Terrell, ter, ter, Terrell Owens did it to himself. He did it to himself. So.
2: Right, um, but now you're just being foul. petty, and that's why the NFL is viewed as a joke. But, <laughs> Errol Powell, it's almost 11 o'clock, and I have to go home.
0: You know, I love you, man. Even I don't think so. I, you <laughs> no, I do. I do. I love you, but you, sometimes you say some stupid things. So I, I mean,
2: you. it's all right. I so. like Mario Lemieux better than Wayne Gretzky kind of stupid things. Oh, oh that's, that's a fact. No, th- that's so. an opinion because according to you, you need facts, and the fact is Wayne Gretzky well, owns every record I, you I, can I possibly can, think of. I can actually argue that. You want me to give you a fact? Very Not, right now, no. <laughs> Not right now, no. Not right now, no.
0: All right, so so don't draw me into it. I mean, I
2: I, I, I can draw I, you into I could draw you into any kind of picture I'd like right now.
0: <laughs> Why is that?
2: I don't know because it's so easy to do.
0: Well, it is because there's something. <laughs> but listen, there there are a lot of things that you say, Tyler, that I can agree with, and there's a lot of things I just think you're out of your mind. But uh, but nevertheless, um, I listened to a lot of your show. It was a good show tonight. Just a little, you know. On the ends of boring at the end of the show, but thats because
2: that's you're I'm on
0: it. I no, just said it. Just said
2: that. No. Don't ruin you my didn't jokes. Listen to me. No, I didn't. You i, didn't I tu- listen- no, I stopped listening once you said "good show." Uh, well,
0: that's good. Unfortunately, you're lost, so that, that just puts you in the same mind of what I'm thinking right now. Thank you, Tyler. That Thank you're you, lost, Speedy. Speedy, know that you're lost. Um, Speedy, have a uh, good time with your family. Uh, tell your mother that uh, I wish her a happy and a healthy. And um, tell her uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <boy. laughs> I don't expect anything less. <sighs> uh. <laughs> I
0: love you, sweetie. I love you, man. Have a safe trip home. Yeah, happy, ho- a- yeah. Uh. Happy, holidays happy holidays to you, too. Happy holidays to all, everybody. I will be there on Monday, I will be doing a show on Monday uh, without Speedy Um And I will be there Thursday producing Tyler's show and maybe doing Below the Mic by myself. And uh, uh, Friday, uh, it will be Tyler and your very good friend, Kevin. So there you go. Oh! <laughs>
2: I'm calling out Friday. I feel sick.
0: I think it'll be a good show. I think Mm. it'll be fun. If he shuts up. Heckle. (laughs) You and Heckle. Dude, listen, he's a kid. And you want to know know something? When you started, you were the same way he was. So he's he's, he's very, he's got hands in his pants. He wants to talk. He's got his own thoughts to it. I think the kid's very talented. I think he just needs to learn my presence and understand that you have to let people speak. Something that Speedy has learned over the years, just a little bit. He's been a little bit better, but like, you have to let people speak. You can't let people not speak in, in a show. There are other people on the show. You still don't let people speak. That... Oh absolutely do If you listen to my show, I you know when I have I, I let people speak. I, I don't cut people off. Well
2: like, maybe it's just Mikey C doesn't talk. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tyler, I will see you next week. Have a happy and a healthy You
2: too, week. you too buddy, have a happy and healthy. Tell Brittany and all your family the same.
0: Oh, I'll figure that out. And tell your uh, son, it's this big. It's
2: this big. Do you see what I'm doing right now? Are you watching the show?
0: No, I'm not. I'm oh. listening to
2: the show. Oh, all right. Well, I'm flipping you off. So just so you know <laughs> that when you watch this back, there's a huge middle finger just for you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm glad I can uh, make your night so oh. wonderful.
2: No, oh, you always do, buddy. Always.
0: Thank you, man. Always I appreciate it. Guys, have a good night.
2: You too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. You too. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the one and only uh Heckler. Gel man himself. <laughs> oh, Marks. Speedy. Yes. We're way past the end game now, pal. We're in a
3: whole nother portal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're uh we're past Iron Man at this point. We're like Spider-Man and far away from home or homecoming. What is your, uh, just no, we're,
3: we're in Spider-Man, the eighth movie of the, of the Marvel series. We're in stage seven right now.
2: <laughs> uh, go ahead, Speedy. Say, uh, just tell them where they can find us and please say goodbye as humanly fast as possible.
3: We can find Worldwide Sports Radio Nes- Network on face- Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Radio. TuneIn Radio SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, on our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And we are one of only 16 sports, 16. sports radio networks and podcasts on Radio.com.
2: Yeah, that's about it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, we're going home. I want to speedy say thank you for all your hard work this year. Thank you. Um, And
3: great job on your show as
2: well. Oh, thank you. Uh, We uh, creative ideas. Oh, well, thank you. I certainly tried. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is goodbye. Or it's never goodbye, but it might be a C soon. Um, I'm going to miss the crap out of you. Same to you. Uh, I really am. Uh, If you ever get bored or lonely or whatever feel free to call me, text me, be like come get me, whatever. Lord knows if you can come on Mike Guido's show, you can come on mine. Open door. Um I love you and I hope you have a very happy holiday season.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Same to you. I'm
2: I know it'll be tough with
3: uh, again like you're saying you not a lot of family there. It, it definitely is tough for you, but I hope you still have a great holiday as well.
2: Well, thank you. And uh Go ahead, Speedy. Give it to him. And remember, this is for the end of the year, so yep. I'm going to take this off now. Thanks
3: for, thanks for listening. Everyone who's out there, no matter what you're celebrating, no matter how you're celebrating, have a great holiday season. And one last time here in 2019, have a glorious night.
2: I think you just broke the headsets. Good job. <laughs> great job. I'm so glad I got you to do that. That's freaking awesome. But, um, yes, I kudos what he said. I don't care what you're celebrating. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. I hope everyone has a happy, happy end of the 2019 season. I hope everyone has a happy whatever holiday you're celebrating. Um, and I hope we uh, get ready to kick 2020 in the ass. No other way to say it. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. See ya!
1: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.